Everything from overlanding in your stock rig to full-on LS-powered to buggies on stickies. This is a Total Off-Road Podcast. I'm Steve. I'm Mike. I'm Derek. And I'm Ian. And this is episode lucky number 113. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. And I think it's Man, exciting what? that it's actually like a legit lucky. It's not like a bullshit lucky number. It's like it's a legitimately unlucky number. Yeah. 113. No. Yeah. I don't know if the one fucks it up and ruins like cancels out some of the luck with 13, but uh. wait, who's that fourth guy again? Who's that guy? <laughs> no, that Steve and then me. Who's not oh, the third guy? I can't Derek, remember him either. Derek, Derek and then guy. who's the fourth guy? Oh man, never heard of him. Sweet, <laughs> sweet buttery voice that I do miss. Oh man, oh, it, he does have a nice uh, voice. I'll give him that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's best. It's best attribute I can bring to the party. You have, you have been missed very much. Okay. Ian back in studio, yeah. fresh off the motherfucking trail, the hammer I know. trails. It's been a long week, really. I bet it has. It's like well, I worked till like eight. Tuesday, oh god, seven ish. Trying to make up for Wednesday, lost time. Seven tonight. Like every night, I'm like, I'm gonna go to bed at like eight. And it's like <laughs> ten o'clock. I'm like, all right, I probably should go take a shower and like go to bed. And so I have not like caught up on sleep at all. But oh, oh yeah, wait, why are you working oh. such long shifts over there? Uh, we fired a guy on the second <laughs> shift, <laughs> and uh, so we're only open seven to seven now instead of seven to eleven because mm. we were having to do seven to eleven. Holy hell! Yeah, that sucked when you're salaried, but. Luckily, God, yes. We've now changed it to seven to seven and just bring our second shift guys in earlier. So it's really not too bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except for the 12 hour days. Yeah, the 12 hour days you get paid for like eight or nine or whatever the oh, fuck you get paid God. for. Like, no, somebody owes me a bonus somewhere. Yeah. Not even a bonus. I don't even want a bonus. I just, I just want, want like something. Something. Yeah. yeah. Don't no. tax it 40%. Like a truck. Just, like, here, here's like your a Peter new bill. Peter bill. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah. I need, I need <laughs> give me a Peter bill. For next year when Thanks. you go to KOH. Oh, that'd be nice. Sweet. Uh, I don't know if I can afford the California diesel though. Good gosh. Oh my god. Yeah, my Woo. uncle sent us a text the other day. It was four ninety nine. Yeah, it's four ninety nine everywhere yeah. we went. Yeah. Gas was like four eighty nine. So I mean it's not any it different. It ain't like it was any better, <laughs> but it's still just like ugh. gas was out four eighty nine. Yeah. <sighs> the uh the best one was we I got picked up at Palm Springs and we uh we went to Walmart and get some groceries and stuff. And uh we're going to the checkout, and I don't know how your guys' experiences at, like, a Walmart around here are, but, like, they put, like, one item in a bag, and then just, they're like, here you go. And then they're just, they're just <laughs> like, these aren't our bags. We're just going to bag this shit out of everything. And then you go to the car, and you're like, I bought, like, 12 things and have 18 bags. <laughs> Out there, of course, I don't even think about it. Yeah. The guy goes, what do you want bagged? Well, what my groceries stupid fucking question is that like we had a cart and i'm talking like it was mounded up full of shit it was like 400 dollars worth of shit i'm like well i'm not gonna carry it like i put it in a bag how much did like, the bags well, cost i just ask because this is california you, you know that the bag <laughs> of course we clearly probably don't look like we live there because you know we're just we don't fit the profile of like palm springs area walmart people yeah <laughs> um and then the shit we're buying too is clearly just you're hanging out doing dumb shit kind of food. The, so he's like the six well, cases of beer gave it away. Yeah. Beer. I mean, we yeah. like three quarters of the cart was beer. Mm, yeah. And then it's just a bunch of other shit like snacks and stuff. But uh, he's like, yeah, well, bags are 10 cents a piece. So they're either oh. five or 10, something like that. And I was like, oh, yeah, you don't need to bag any of it. We'll just throw it in the truck. So, <laughs> it's like, it worked. They got yeah, you to not buy a bunch of plastic. Yeah, that's kind of cool. I mean, kind of cool. 
That's what they Ten do in Chicago. Back. It's just kind of like isn't all that these well, oh, really in Chicago mm-hmm. too? Yeah. But not really. the suburbs, just the city. So when you like go to like a Target or something, you're they're like, okay, scan your bag. Like your bag has a barcode if you're self checking out too, so you have to scan it. Weird. Yeah, it's a thing. Huh. Well, it's no different like all these where you go and they don't have bags. They give you the like the boxes. You're reusing yeah. the boxes that are already there. Yeah, but. I don't know. It's only a pain if you don't have like an attached garage. Because I do that as chunks. I fill my cart and I just walk in the house. But if you have to like walk with all that stuff, you have to make like 20 trips. Well, my wife keeps like a tote, like one of those like Rubbermaid tote looking things in the back of her car. So anytime she goes like Aldi, she just goes and puts the shit out, like just leaves it in the cart, mm-hmm. unloads it in the tote. And then you just got to carry this tote in the house. Oh, and it's perfect. Put it back in the car. It works perfect. We use yeah, the, that's uh, the, way to we use do the it. reusable bags because... But it sucks when you forget to bring them in. You're like, I'm just going to run in for something. And then yep. like you end up with a full cart and you're like, son of a bitch. <laughs> Arms full of groceries trying to get yeah, them into your house. You go, oh, like, ah. I mean, in the suburbs, they don't charge us for bags. And then we just recycle them. But still. they just sh- they just shame you about it. Yeah. They're just like, yeah. look at you. And they're, they're just like, like mm-hmm. yeah, that's like an HD tote thing. There you go. Grocery getter. <laughs> grocery tote having son of a gun. Dude, is that a combination grocery bag and tote? It's like a tool tote. Oh yeah! Oh, I have one of those in my car. Compartment for like car things. Tool tote. No, that's I a like neat that. idea. Conver- I like it. Convertible model with. <laughs> Man, you could fit like four cases straps. of beer in that thing. Yeah, and it's like, and the handles are metal. Huh. That's pretty legit. legit. How much was that? I like the- <laughs> okay. <laughs> everybody, everybody can hear like Steve way like, off into the distance, like, and yeah. then wham, boom. Seventeen dollars from Costco. I was waiting for you to be like, "That's like eighty dollars." I'm like, yeah, no, that's "Probably cool more than I expected, like, though." To be honest, seventeen. Mm-hmm. It's pr- it's pretty canvas. It's made of nylon. It's pretty legit. Yeah, it's a in the bottom of it's pretty stiff. I think there's a piece of plastic or whatever. It all folds up into one of those squares. It's like it's yeah, real small. Nice. It's pretty pimp little. Uh, I thought Hempel showed me that, hmm. and he had one in the back of his Jeep, and he was like, "Yeah, seventeen bucks from Costco." I was like. Phew. Convenience. Yeah, so definitely gonna go get one of those. Ian, what did you do after you got groceries? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> nothing. That was it. Got back yeah, on the plane. Was, and went home. That was it. Head back oh, to the airport. Sorry. And got drunk. He's like, got drunk in the airport. Yeah. Then went home. I, I ate real good because we got all these groceries. Oh man, the worst part was going out there. I didn't eat breakfast because I was late as shit getting to the airport. Which at Champagne Airport, you like walk up the stairs and you're like, I'm here. You flew still out of Champagne? Oh yeah. Sorry, I want to. Yeah. I don't want to get into that even. No. Well, yeah. it was. It was $50 more than if I flew out of Indy to Paul. I had to go Indy, Chicago, Palm Springs, or I went Champaign, Dallas, Palm Springs. Hmm. And it was like 50, 60 bucks more. And I was like, yep. Dude, flying out of Champaign could you is have, the best. Oh, it's wonderful. Could you have flown out of Chicago? I think so, but then I would have to drive up there. I'd pay $200 well, more you, to fly out of Champaign yeah. than Chicago. It was like minimal difference. And I was yeah. like, to fly out of Champaign versus anywhere else. And I was like, uh-huh. In Champagne, the airport, you, 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 you walk, walk in, in the door and you're just like, and they're like, hello, I'm the security guard. And then uh, they walk you out to the plane. And then they get you on the plane. And then they uh, they walk into the cockpit and they fly yeah. you where you're going. <laughs> yeah. the, the longest part at that airport was getting my wallet or my wallet out of my pocket. And then here's my ID. All right, thanks. And then security, you just walk right through. Dude, yeah. it's amazing. And Palm Springs, shockingly enough, even faster. Wow. Really? Oh, it was ignorant. Like I'm thinking <laughs> this airport is probably about the same size wise. It's just outside. Okay. It's an outdoor airport. Palm yeah. Springs, huh? Yeah. Yep. We flew into Burbank. Yeah, we did Palm Springs. It's only mm-hmm. about, I was right at about an hour drive from there to, to Boone's Road, Boone Road, whatever really? it was. Yeah, it wasn't bad. No, it's not bad hour, at all. Did another hour to Lake Bed? 
It wasn't bad. <laughs> we did Baja an F-250 through the desert. Because it was a rental? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was just a, fuck this, we're not sitting in line. The whole, like, if you've ever heard of the, like, sitting on Boone Road yeah. waiting to get in. Yeah, it's a legit as fuck thing. Mm-hmm. Like, like legit, cars for miles. Oh, d- as far as you can fucking see. And in the desert, is a long fucking way. So, right. the best part is, it's literally the fucking desert. It's not like there's one, there's, there's a turn, road, yeah. but it's a, it's a fucking desert. So, so you, know you where just you're go going, off the road and you just go. You literally are just like, yeah, fuck this. And we're just like, whoops and desert and just around the bushes and all that. Trailer? No, no trailer. Oh, okay. I was thinking, I um, bet that was fun. No, and it was, <laughs> I mean, it, we we did fast enough that it didn't take us long to get to where we were going. So Needs new shocks, but that's fine. Yeah, save some time. Probably a little worn out, but uh, yeah, no, it wasn't Stock bad. Stock F-250 or did it have like tires, lift, anything? No, it was like stock F-250 thing. Nice. Yeah, pretty stock. It worked. Um, I mean, you so can literally. Soft sand. No. Yeah. Everywhere you could get, everywhere that you could go to see any race. Like I've always heard that like, get a rental car. You can go wherever, you could literally go wherever the fuck you want out there in a rental car. Like, really? You can't go in some of the softier, sandy, like off the beaten pathways. Unless you're like, you could Wrangler. literally go 80% of places that we went in a damn rental car. Interesting. Car, yeah. Like a Camry. Yeah, like a like a front wheel drive. You don't need four wheel drive or anything. Okay. No, some of the looser, sandy stuff, kind of off the beaten path, you might have an issue, but there's a hundred thousand people with off road rigs that are like, That's true. Fuck yeah, I'll pull your shit out. You know, and it's per- no problem. Is that a rental car? Yeah, I'll yeah. Pull well, we'll pull that shit out right now. Just hit it with some speed. <laughs> yeah. and never have to worry about it. So flew in now, to now. Could you take uh, a rental car up uh, any of the hammers? You could go like you could get <laughs> sure, in there around like. The shit around Hammertown got so hard packed, it was literally almost reminded of like dirt that had been hard packed. It's just bumpy as fuck. Oh, I meant the hammer trails. <laughs> oh no, you could get to the bot. <laughs> you could probably get pretty close to the trail. Now hold on, and if you believe in yourself, you can and walk up there. Now <laughs> I don't know, man. There's, I've seen pictures so of the hammer trails. Bombing. They look legit. Yeah, you hit that. You hit that trail like eighty. No, at the, you're at not the gonna go through the trail, but you'll get to the trail, <laughs> and then you because it's weird. And it's very wild, very wild terrain. There's a mountain over there and it's like 20 fucking miles away. You bomb your way through the desert. You get there and there's like chocolate thunder. But around it, it's flat desert. So you can. Oh, weird. You can literally drive up to it, sit there in the valley, watch people beat on their shit and then like walk back to your shit and just drive away. Hmm. It's like it's almost like obstacles out in the desert. I would have pictured it like the Badlands, like a wall, like the quarry, and yeah. like that's that one, and that's that one. And you know, you just look across, and yeah. you're like, these are the ten. And it's it, like, it, no, it's they're like all their own thing. Obstacle, desert, obstacle, desert. And you can hmm. just you huh. just drive out to them. And then some trails will be like, this is one trail, this part's another trail, this is another trail. So it's very I was very fucking confusing, but it's neat. It's just different. It's not so that means I a ton experience. of people can watch. It's almost like a stadium. Oh, yeah. I mean, you just hit this obstacle by you itself could, and then everything around it's open. We camped out at Turkey Claw, kind of on the back side of Turkey Claw. Um, and you could see Chocolate Thunder off in the distance at night. And you could see, I mean, it's fucking just headlights and people just out there wheeling. You've all seen the pictures of fireworks, people fires. on back door. And sh- oh, there's fireworks literally fucking all night, all the fucking place, all over the fucking place. Damn. Little ones. Really fucking big ones and like everything in between. But you can see off in the distance and you just drive right up to it and park and you can watch it. 
you don't necessarily have to like wheel to get there though. That's the wild thing about it. That's hmm. pretty cool that you don't have to yeah. wheel to get there. It's neat. Um, the the just the size of the whole thing it was just mind blowing. You were there for a whole gonna, week. Yeah, I was gonna yeah, say, we, is it cool that you can't? You don't have to wheel to get there because I feel like that just allows a bunch of jackasses to come in. Well, then the other cool thing <laughs> like is, Ian, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> the the like driving out there is so, especially in any kind of rig. Like I mean, we were in razors most of the time, so it was kind of fun. But it was nothing to be. 30, 40 mile an hour through the desert and just, I mean, it's not flat at all. It's just, I mean, like in a rental, <laughs> skipping ahead, when we had to take the, one of our pit trucks out to remote pit two, you go through all this. We literally had, and of course we had fuel jugs and all that shit in the back of the truck. So we weren't trying to hurry Baja it in a damn Denali Dooley. We barely hit 10, 11 miles an hour on a good, like, downhill little thing. It took us probably 35 minutes to go six miles in the desert. So, Not because of traffic. It's just because you can't go any faster in that particular rig. Because you destroy your rig. Yeah, but in a Razor, you can do 60 mile an hour through there and have no problem. Because basically a mini Baja truck. Yeah. So yeah. if you were in any kind of rig that, like, any really even a trail rig. I mean, there's a lot of trail rigs running around, too. Anything that, like, wasn't a... a wide hip dually with race fuel jugs and shit like that <laughs> that you could really have some good suspension on you were great son ton of fucking trophy truck looking not really a trophy truck but like desert truck builds running around oh, sure. they would just boom ah oh, it's cool as fuck so not our, our rigs our big clunky yeah. solid axle trucks <laughs> they were out <laughs> there like I mean, of travel. Yeah, they right. were out there um this it's just wild just the whole terrain's wild but flew out there saturday morning and ended up in Palm Springs probably around one, two o'clock and out on the lake bed by the time we got fucked around at Walmart. And then we got propane and diesel headed back to the lake bed. We were probably there around four ish their time. Um, we didn't really do much. Saturday was just a hanging out day. Yeah. And then get used um, to the dust. Right. Oh my dude, you couldn't even see the fucking mountains coming down the road. Where did you where did you, you sleep in? In the back of Kevin's race trailer. Okay, so you <laughs> oh, were in a fun. trailer. You were not in like yeah. a tent or some shit. <laughs> I want to talk about that because that okay. is something right. that well, blew my skipping fucking ahead mind. Again, <laughs> there's so many things like that that you hear over the years that when you see it, you just like. <sighs> um, so we got there. Yeah, I slept in the back of him. Is on like a cot, had like a memory foam mattress that I packed and all the other shit. And the nice thing is they hauled all my shit out there. So all I had to carry was like backpack and then a bag of clothes. So it wasn't nice. bad. Um, and then had the razor out there too, which was dope because I had ran that down to Arkansas and then they came and picked it up from Texas in Arkansas, took it back down there, loaded it. Uh, you had your see, razor I was wondering. There. I was wondering oh, how damn, that's awesome. that was going to yeah. work. Yep. So yeah. I took it down to one of the guys we went with. He lives down there just outside of Little Rock. So we ran it down there and then they came up from Texarkana, grabbed it. Went back, loaded it in the race trailer. Well, that's Same. freaking sweet. Dallas. You had to fly yeah, in right? and your yeah. trailer's you waiting you for you. Your razor's really sitting there with a bunch of shit there. Um, so I was able to pack, like I packed ahead of time, like a tub of like snacks and food and Gatorade and drinks and stuff. So that was stressful. Number one was getting that all done and then done. And then I'm like, all right, I don't have anything to do for two weeks. And then it's like, oh shit, that's like I'm leaving this weekend. So I was packing the night before we're leaving. I'm like, crap. Um, get out there, 
I don't remember what we did throughout the day because it was one of those. They had been out there probably four or five days before. Um, long enough to put some BFGs, some 40 inch BFGs on the car, which we had as somebody they knew local had a set of them. They weren't the stickies, but they were like the K it's like a KR three or something like that. I don't remember what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they were just on some aluminum beadlocks or whatever. Um, put those on the car, apparently changed a whole whole bunch of things as far as handling speed throttle response i mean you go from a 43 inch tsl that weighs i think they said it ended up being like 40 some pounds a corner lighter lighter with the bfg's now granted it's a 40 inch tire instead of a 43 so you lost a little ground clearance um but it was kind of interesting so might be switching tires here. I was say, I bet that thing so. rips now compared to the 43. Oh, yeah, it was it was one of those that Kevin's like, I used to steer like like almost like boat style. And then he's like, but with the BFGs, it was just like nice and tight. That and, tight. Yeah. That's wild. And so the KR3, was, just real quick, the compound. So is it are there three compounds? Is like you you buy it off the shelf at four wheel parts and then they're sticky and it's in between? These were because they make a sticky version. These were not sticky, so I don't know. I, I don't know. Okay. So I'm like looking it up uh, now. Actually, there's there's desert class. There's unlimited mm. truck, and oh then there's these things. So desert class is 35s. Unlimited trucks are for an 18 inch wheel. Um, so you must oh. have had the desert racing KR3 40 by 12.5 R17. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, and it is 1.25 taller. Inches taller than the KR2, but one inch narrower. So it's an, a true 40. Right? The, thir- the KR2s were 39s. So this is a desert so wait, racing tire. It's five pounds lighter than the KR2, is, blah, blah, blah. It's KR3 just, is it's not, not a, a sticky and it's not like a road compound, I guess is yeah. what they're saying here. Huh, it's like okay. probably it's, like a kind of sticky, but it has to last a thousand miles on a Baja. Oh, right. Yeah. And there's so very it's like a. It's like a square. If you look at the profile of the tire, it's a very squared off tire. Is it? So you don't have those side lugs where like on a TSL, you get those yeah. lugs and see the thing is going through the whoops on the desert. When you're in the ruts, it's wanting to climb and grab as you're, I mean, you don't mm-hmm. realize it, but that thing's bouncing side to side. Yeah. And every time you move that steering wheel or that rut just turns just a little bit, it wants to grab and pull Go it up. up it. So you have to kind of, you you almost chase it. Well, then as you're doing 60 miles an hour, wanting to chase it back and forth, it gets real like, woo. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that was the one thing I noticed was that it just, it, it'll get in the ruts and it'll just cut. It'll just ride. And that's one thing with like the razors when we were out running. You can't get out of that. As bad as it beats the fuck out of you, you have to stay in that because if you try to get up out of that, it's going to get sketchy real fucking quick as you're hitting whoops. You grab up out of that and it'll fucking cross you up. And the next thing you know, you're going and it's and then you're upside down sketchy yeah. like 40, 50 <laughs> miles an hour. So it it's very interesting because that's a whole different style of driving that I've never been able to do before. I mean, you know, it's you get in some ruts and mud and yeah, you just follow it but you're not doing it at 40 50 miles an hour that is a very good while point. you're just bouncing top of whoop top of whoop and it was it was wild i mean it was cool as shit but it was wild and the thing was the trophy trucks ran i think they were monday so we did get to watch some of them just rip across the lake bed and my god i've seen trophy trucks run on like tv and shit before 
it's cool but like in person you just watch them over this huge lake bed and you're just like <laughs> what are you doing huh are you trying to put it up on the TV? I it was, looked like you were trying was to set a tire on Derek's face. I, I was setting a tire on Derek's face. <laughs> so because, like, what the hell are you see, doing? It's a very squared off, like, lug So it pattern. looks a lot. So the, It the looks like a mud trend, terrain. Well, the sides here, this is just like the AT3. Yeah. Or the, is it AT3? Yeah, right? Uh, now it is, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think. Not AT3. Maybe it's AT2? No. Derek, KM2. The, the, no, K, that, KO2. That's it, whatever. <laughs> K, K, I think it's the KO2. Now it's the KO3s. Okay. I don't know. I don't remember. Who knows? It's, we don't know. It's, it's, it's a tire that's apparently. not designed to go on the street, so it doesn't have siping, right? Because it well, doesn't need to go in the snow. I meant the sidewall. The yeah. sidewall looks just like the, the BFG All-Terrain, the newer version of the of the KO2. The, the KO3, I The KO3, yeah. So the sidewall looks just like that. It has that, that little slide lug. It's very short. Yeah. It's very it's non-aggressive, but it's still there. And then the center of it is kind of like a... Yeah, like a it's a hybrid terrain. between an all-terrain and a mud terrain is yeah, what it looks like to it's me it just doesn't it's, nice. it's an all-terrain without siping pretty much is super what it easy is. just, there you just go, look yeah. up kr3 and, and enjoy the beautifulness oh, look at it. the sidewalls are pretty did it have red and blue lettering it had green lettering oh no really kidding. what that's badass because yeah. i painted them green before oh. the just because it was like <laughs> because yeah you got you mean you guys painted them or that's yeah, how they no, okay well you know well and so from what i understand the red and blue are the newest version. I guess there's mm. like a like a version two or whatever it is black that the letters are just, I think they're black or white, one of the two. So, mm. And that's what we had. They're a little older set. Um, so they just painted them green just to match the car. And it was nice. It was fucking, there's some pictures out there that looks fucking cool. It sounds awesome. Um, it sounds cool. They need to get it. The problem is they don't make, they make a 42 sticky, but it's a 20 inch oh wheel. Ah, so you got to step up to Ching. 20 inch wheels. So Forge twenties, and then I assume that somebody else already had a wheel that you guys used. They were already, mounted. already mounted. Yeah, yeah they were okay. already mounted. So we literally just had Swan to unbolt them, bolt them on, yeah, yeah. and fucking let it rip. But um, so the trophy trucks was cool. But the problem with the trophy trucks, and I didn't fucking learned all kinds of desert things while I was out there. When they are hitting the whoops, you always think of whoops as like these nice round rollers that you kind of just whoops. Mm-hmm. Whoops. After the trophy trucks got done, because they ran the same desert course that the literally everybody else, the stat, razors, like everything else ran all weekend. Well, they tore the fuck out of this thing. And from what I've learned, when they're hitting this whoop with a tire, their suspension's designed to take it up the travel and all that. But what they're doing is they hard face the whoop. So they basically make it square and it squares it off. Oh, God. It knocks the loose shit off and the loose shit falls to the backside. And it basically keeps hitting that whoop so it squares it off. So the front that you would normally hit now is, is more of a is ramp. like a fucking curb. Oh, yeah, Jesus. Because it's, yeah. it's squared off. So when you hit, I mean, you could imagine if you hit God. a fucking square curb, da, 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 da. it fucking hurts. It well, the problem terrible. is they're not evenly spaced. When I always thought of whoops, I think of like, <laughs> here's a whoop foot, here's a whoop foot. You know, they're yeah, nice. So you're nice rhythm. Yeah. Yep. The problem is once you get ballsy enough, and I say ballsy enough because I did a couple times and it fucking makes <laughs> you realize you're not ballsy enough. Quit. <laughs> Skip them. You, you start going. And I swear to God, everybody's always said like, oh, you got to be going fast enough to get up on top of them. I get what that means now, because if you try to slow roll them, you literally bouncing from roof to floor, yeah. roof to floor. So you start going faster and it, I, it always changes. The speed the speed always changes. So once you start going faster, how much faster know, until you figure it out <laughs> by the time you figure it out, it changes because the whoop change. 
<laughs> you almost sick. float on them you and it's on fucking wild. And I mean, I'm in a fucking razor. It's got some shocks, but they're mm. not like tuned or anything crazy, but there would come a speed where you would kind of be like, wow, this is smoothing out. Like, <laughs> and then like about the time you get fucking ballsy with it, cause you start like, okay, I'll start going a little faster, a little faster. You hit one. That's like whoop, whoop, jump and then you fucking <laughs> so you're like you're going along and then that that whoop that should be a little closer is farther away so it flattens out and then it's the front hits it and it's like oh my boom, god and it pops it up well the thing you have to do is stay in it is fucking stay in it oh my god because about the time you hit it and you let out then you're back into the whoops oh, again Jesus. so then you're fucking <laughs> then you have to get back in it so then about the time you get back in it it fucking happens again. You got two bald tires yeah. or two flat tires in the front, but oh you're staying in it anyway. God. So it was, yeah, it was fucking painful. Oh I was God. cool as fuck though. I mean, you're so like, you're, so Ian's, Ian's two inches shorter than he was when he oh, left. Oh right? man. Well, the thing yeah, was, right? <laughs> so my razor had pretty good. I got 32s and a little bit of ground clearance. Um, I know like Corey is in a stock general with a fucking plow mount on the front. You've wheeled with a plow mount. You know, <laughs> That's the fucking you know worst. The vibe. Kevin's in a stock general, and then he's in just a fucking razor. I think on like 29s. They're bellied out most of the time in the ruts. Well, it was so fucking cool because I didn't have my floor plugs in the razor. So you're just going along, just bombing through this shit. And every once in a while, the belly, you can hear it kind of just, just like rub. And every time it kind of just, you're, you're kind of doing this and bouncing, and then it'll just belly out. It's like two little sand cannons come through the floor. It's like, <laughs> I don't know if two it's the kid in me or what, but it was funny. fucking hilarious. So are you wearing uh, like your- I was wearing uh, my race helmet, so I had a fucking helmet you had and a, a pumper. Yeah, yeah, air and all that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know how. A couple of them were just wearing like goggles and a face mask and a helmet, but like I just put my race helmet on a pumper because I was like, fuck dust. But that's funny. It was wild. But does, just learning to drive in that, I- I, I bet it was a blast. It was fucking wild, man. It's it was like cool. it's it like, like having a, a Baja out. truck, but not having but to not buy having, a Baja yeah. truck. Like not having to go out and spend you trying know, to figure out the right money. speed at the right time. And you're like, oh, if I go slower, it'll be smoother. No, but about the time you get it smoother, it changes, and then it's rough, or it's like I'm about to crash and die. It was wild. See, I mean, see, it was this, a fucking blast. This is this makes sense why razors have become popular, right? Oh, We're yeah. like so sheltered in the Midwest. Like we yeah. see them at the Badlands. <laughs> We're like oh, yeah. annoyed by them, like failing yep. at getting up the rock faces and just making a bunch of noise and spraying mud and rocks at people. But out out west, where there's space, oh, you get to go was, fast, yeah. and it's it awesome. Was a blast! I've never driven that, but well. So we fucked around with some strut tuning, you know, did a little bit of this. They had broke a drive, smoked a front drive shaft on the 40s fucking around because it's lower and they went whoops. So we ended up getting that fixed. Um, they went whoops. whoops. Yeah, it was fucking smushed. Um, so they did that. And then what was it? Monday? I think it was Monday or Tuesday. We went out and pre-ran the entire lap one desert loop which was like 85 miles Yeesh. of this desert shit and um i don't know what time we left it took us like four and a half hours or so because we were doing probably i think our average speed was like 20 some miles an hour if that i mean over the course of stopping and starting and all that it was a fucking blast i've never put that many miles on a rig in one like time because you don't have the room to do it anywhere around that I've ever been. 
So you could just you just go. Did you co-drive the the pre-run? Um. Well, see, I we just took our razors for that because oh, we, you did. We were razors. trying okay. to keep a lot of miles off the off of the race car just because, like, you don't want to break it pre-running. You didn't want to yeah, fuck that makes it sense. up too much and right. wear out Himes and all this other stuff. Like, we didn't do any rock pre-running with the actual race car because it's like, and there's so many fucking people wheeling that would wheel at night and would pre-run during the day and then like all your wreck guys are going out during the night and all this shit mm-hmm. everything changes so much anyway and it's like by the time we would get on it last race of the weekend you've had the razors have run it you've had all the 4600 48 4500 everybody else has run it they're so beat in they're hard but you, like what do you need to pre-run you know how to crawl fucking rocks you need to know like, where the course is at. yeah if you have a gps map of the course you're you're fine you know so we didn't do any rock pre-running um looked at a couple trails like went up and walked a couple um pre-ran the desert loop in the razors so we all just headed off i think we ended up with four four razors in a line and we just had radios and everything and just went um that was so fucking cool but i'm like i don't know how we probably, I don't know, Matt, well, our max speed wasn't sane, but um, we probably got up to like the 30s, average probably in the 30s and the like whoopier like sections. And I'm like, what is race pace through there? And they're like, oh, it's 60, 70 miles an hour. Jesus. Jesus. And I'm sitting here the whole fucking like four hours of this, like I could do this. I could finish this race. At this speed. At 30. Oh, the, at 30, The yeah. problem is, if you're going at fucking slow, you're literally 50% slower than, like, race pace. And that's not the big guy race pace. That's not the, the fucking guys average. who are going winning Kim Hammer's race pace. That's, like, our, hey, we're going to really try to finish and not tear the car up race pace. It's fucking <laughs> insane. Do all the classes run the same course? Yeah. So a trophy truck is going to do some rock crawling. The trophy trucks, the T1 trucks, they run their own. They just do the desert portion. Okay, that's what I was curious yeah. about. I was like, like now, hold on a minute. The 4000 yeah. series uh, all run the same course. But yeah, okay. the the UTVs, the 46, 48, all those guys, literally same course. They don't run the third lap, which is all primarily rock. Um, the first lap's the desert loop. Yeah. Second lap kind of gives a little desert, a little bit of rock. And the third lap is like the, if you make it through the third lap, your balls are monstrous because it's <laughs> i mean they make it hard it gets progressively harder sure which is hmm. it just blows my fucking mind really so it's i'm like really going cool to this desert loop and i'm like i could do this like i could make a car last through this well the problem you is like pretty slow right how the fuck do you double that and be comfortable with it it was mildly uncomfortable <laughs> at half speed. You know what I mean? Like you a float on it. Well, God, rig and big balls, I guess. Right. Well, and then you're bombing down this fucking desert little whoopie do getting like, all right, I'm good. And there's this fucking rock the size of this table is like right there. And if you wow. clip that, you're f- take the clip off the car. Yeah. You clip that. Well, there's a fucking cliff over here that I don't even want. I can't even see the bottom of. I don't. I don't know. Oh, what the problem. Wild. I don't know. The problem is I saw a stock Bronco Jesus. Sport do this. Okay. Stock is a. <laughs> Very interesting <laughs> word there, but sport Bronco yeah, sport is a Bronco sport <laughs> X edition. Um, it's just it like the wild. rental car theory. The more you put your foot <laughs> yeah. down, the more likely you are to succeed. Exactly. You got to like fucking ship it. Um, it was just wild. It was a whole different type of driving off-road experience. That was really fucking cool. Like, I don't even know how to explain how cool it was, but it was like, we didn't do any race speed shit. 
the fastest my top speed on that little pre-running thing i did hit 86 miles an hour on the like super flat part of the lake bed where everybody like you always see the guys who are hitting over 100 mile an hour and i have a whole new level of bullshit to call when people are like we'll do over 100 miles an hour at king of hammers okay for three fucking miles like there is (laughs) physically no more fucking room other than that one little desert flat and i think there's another one off on the other side that we didn't get to there's that section of like i don't know maybe four or five miles maybe that you can really get the fuck after it Mm -hmm. how how much horsepower does your razor have i don't know to be honest it's a thousand cc turbo okay so the hundreds Many we had hundreds. two guys, um, two guys two about my size, about 250, two 250 pound dudes, spare tire, couple axle shafts, little cooler, foot to the fucking on 32s nonetheless. So 32s and bead locks, foot to the floor, could physically not go any fucking faster, pegged it at like 86 miles an hour. Yeah, that's you know, I'm just was mo, mo fucking insane to be quite 100, honest. 110 horse. Yeah. Okay. Oh, really? For as yeah. much as it weighs, it's probably that yeah, it weighs a lot, probably right? twenty eight hundred pounds. I would bet. What is your, your razor does? Yeah, really. Well, with a heavier cage, spare tire, thirty yeah, yeah. twos, it adds ten thousand pounds to five hundred five hundred pounds worth of dude. You know. So Ian, I'm just that glad actually makes that, me feel better about my truck's weight. <laughs> yeah, right. Seriously, the razor was, weighs almost three thousand pounds. Like eighty six miles an hour was fucking ignorant, and then it is an absolute fucking rush. I'm just glad you're having so fun cool. with your razor because when you bought that thing, I was like, yeah. oh, cool golf cart, bro. Yep. Oh, dude. <laughs> if I lived out west, I'd have a fucking fleet of them. Because how could you not? Right. You just go turnkey and bomb through the desert, you know? How could you not? Right. Gas prices oh. are $5 yeah. and gas money. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was it was so cool. I don't, I don't even know how to explain to like, you need to try it out in some kind of... It is. I don't know. It was just. It was a blast. A whole different driving environment than I've ever been off road. It was just. It was just a blast. Dude, Eighty six sounds- miles an hour was ignorant. When there's <laughs> dust just fucking flying, and you're like, uh, I hope this I don't is, die. doesn't feel right, but it feels right." You I know? feel like that's the the perfect place to use something like that. Because when I see yeah. razors here, like Derek was saying, it's just annoying. Yep. But, but the way you're describing using uh, a razor, I'm like, like "No, I, I want. Blast. I want that." Yep. That sounds amazing. Because <laughs> can't afford awesome. a trophy truck, because, so well, yeah, because you race, buy a razor, right? Yeah, because race car, like because it's a race car. Yeah, my dad, yeah. because my dad came over last car, race car. Because my well, my dad came over last night and he was talking to the neighbor, and the neighbor's son just bought a brand new 2023 something from Sportland. Those are out. Jesus, it's barely know, 20, 2022. 20, maybe it's a 22. I don't know. <laughs> brand way, new. Bought a brand new razor, and uh, so then my next door neighbor, his dad, is now like, oh. Yeah, I went down to the bottoms the other day on the four wheeler and about kill myself. So I'm gonna go look at some razor. Go look at a new <laughs> razor. With a roll cage. I'm like, oh yeah, some with a roll cage. Yep. We just had a hip replacement. He's out playing on a four wheeler. Yeah, and, great idea. Uh, yeah, and he's telling my dad how much they cost. Her. My dad's like, that's crazy. You got twenty, oh, twenty three thousand dollars for yeah. a for a razor. Yep. And I was like, hold up. I was like, you have to understand that it's a essentially a turnkey race car. Oh, like hundred like percent. Yeah. Fully tuned suspension. Yep. Like they got plenty of get up and go. They're mm-hmm. extremely capable. I'm like, I understand they're $23,000, but you're buying all of that tuning. You couldn't build the technology and the tuning you of everything for not. the price of it. I mean, you couldn't buy tube tires, yeah. you know, 
some yeah. rando power plant from yep. a wrecked motorcycle. And have you couldn't a, what, buy all that ten horsepower and all that. Yeah. You just couldn't buy all that and put it together for twenty three thousand. I don't think you could anyway. Cherokee. It wouldn't it wouldn't look as good. <laughs> Cherokee. Cherokee. I mean it's a it's a good start. <laughs> it's the XJ. There was a lot of a lot of XJ. With you two turbos. You couldn't I don't I wonder if you could buy a Cherokee and put together the suspension. Just the suspension. Package. I have seen razor shocks on XJs. Before. Oh my god, that's funny. I, it's that actually would, a guy, that's actually guy really interesting, Steve. Yeah, has them right that, on the front. I mean, they're a fucking tunable you, bypass coilover. I mean, it's it's great length. And could everything. you put? Could you buy a Cherokee for cheap? Let's say thousand bucks. You find one for mm-hmm. thousand bucks. It's not rotted out. Then you put long travel suspension front and rear, and then find whatever coilovers and put those on there. Do you think that you could stay within budget, even if you're not going to get, you know, more horsepower out of it, but we're going to strip it down to bare bones, strip all the glass out of it, uh, put a hoop in it, you know, because you're going to roll this some bitch for you're sure. Obviously. <laughs> 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 but I'm just curious. I'm like, I'm, I'm what, now I'm like genuinely curious how much money you think you'd have in that. You think. I don't think you could keep grand? up. You couldn't keep it wouldn't up with keep the razor. Up. No, oh, I God, agree with you. No. It'd be the short, so. short wheelbase. That's the only narrow, downside. nimbly. I mean, you can. The no chassis. Not short. Not really that short wheelbase, though. Cherokee's well, that's the thing. Like the razor has a longer wheelbase than you what are probably. You? I don't even know. Your two seater's like mm, something. Because I think it's 190, 80 something. I think it's I think it's like mid 90s, I think. So I want to say, because we it. had to do a lot of measuring to make sure it fit in the trailers. And it's like 120 <laughs> something bumper to bumper. 90 so. inches. Yeah. So you're a little right. bit longer than a samurai. Yep. But a Cherokee's only uh, 11 inches longer. You're narrower. It's not terrible. Yeah. You're narrow. There, yep. There's a lot of things. It's, oh, yeah. it's you know, independent suspension. Mm-hmm. So you got a little more ground clearance than you would have with, say, a Cherokee on 33s. Yeah, but uh, but it proves your point of like you couldn't build it. For it'd be the very, same price, it'd be but, very hard to build something the same yeah. capable, you know, as, yeah. as capable, mm-hmm. as capable in the desert and reliable. Yeah. Well, even even trail wise, I mean, there's, there's, do you I think, think if you did a long crawling, travel, I'd pick the Cherokee I've, for I've sure. Done 100%. Some rocks and the razor rock, out of nationals, and it's man, I don't know, it's impressive. I mean, it, it is damn sketchy at times just because <laughs> it's so narrow. Yeah, but I've I've all every rig I've ever had's been wide tons. Full widths, big fucking wide tires, long wheelbase. I've never really been What's, in a short, narrow yeah. wheelbase rig to do rocks. It's a little tippy side to side. But they're so low. But it just, it crawls way better than you'd probably ever expect. Now, well, I don't know if, if you I ever watch beat it. beat on it too hard because right. you'll take the clip off of it well, pretty sure. easily. But <laughs> it's impressive what they do. Yeah, they're not meant to be like extreme beat on in the rocks. Yeah. I don't think you know. They, did, that's, why, uh, that's why people start having hard parts stuff yeah. like axle shafts and stuff like that when they do that sort of thing. We did wheel Cougar Buttes, which I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's just like a bunch of like a bunch of bowls out in the desert of like it's like a rock obstacle, but it's like bowl, 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 and it's just a bunch of like up and down and through that. We pre ran Cougar Buttes was on the desert lap and. uh <laughs> that's another thing i was gonna bring you a rock back but i don't sure if oh, i could get a rock through fucking airport security or not a rock that um, would have been awesome the johnson dude, valley rock in the studio that would be kind of neat that would be so everybody myself included you guys will probably be about the same you should have mailed it to us. Corey has some oh so he he's a fucking geologist major did you know that <laughs> no i oh. tell you now he's a geologist major so he was like oh this is some kind of i was like i don't know it's fucking cool i forgot um, yeah there was so many people that went out there i'm yeah i met a couple of them Corey, pretty neat. send send me a rock. send steve a rock whatever um, one you don't want we're gonna put on we're gonna just take a chunk the ugliest it. rocks on this yeah. that one <laughs> so <laughs> that's the one that's the, the best one that's, <laughs> that's, that's a good one so, whichever one has a geode in it myself and probably the entire internet 
who doesn't wheel in the West Coast, has seen a set of like bald as fuck red labels for sale. Yes. For sure. like ignorant money. And you go, what in the hell is the like? Why? Because they work the well, best. Well, here's what I have to say about being out there around a couple of days. I go, yep, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> somebody went it's through like, all the work to take the truck like for you. It's like fucking sandpaper, and you could you could walk up a fucking hill if you could keep from falling off of the fucking thing. Yeah, it's literally traction for days. You take a water bottle, pour water on the rock. You can't slip. Your foot won't slip because it's so it's fucking. Tricky aggressive of a rock it's sandstone it's right ignorant. so it's absolutely ignorant it's a lot of yeah. granite so no, it's hard okay. so like i know like Big the chunks. sandstone gets kind of yeah. kind of slick this shit is ignorant that's why miles star patagonia's work out there yes because right. it's <laughs> they don't have a choice it's they don't have a choice. <laughs> it's, it has to grip slicks it also is. work out there mike <laughs> Yes, right. You exactly. Actually, you can actually just run steel tires. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> so, might as well. It's so wild how sticky the rock is, just because of how, it's literally like the thick, grittiest so, sandpaper ever, dude. And you you can't slip on it. That's how so, Moab sounds, was. I was like, sounds hey, awesome. Yeah. Like it's just it was you go no matter what traction. So doesn't much matter what something. angle what angle your fucking tires at. You're always pulling. Well, whether yeah. you're pulling like we've all been on rocks where you're kind of off i don't want to say not off camber but like if you want to go up straight and you're pointed at like a 45 degree angle to go up straight you may spin some tire to kind of and it brings Turn, you yeah. back there no this shit wants to climb up sideways oh, because you have traction you know like if you get on really? a sandstone it'll kind of slip and the rear will kind of try it'll to put you in the groove up. this shit you just want to climb and then the razor is a little fucking sketchy yeah it cage. wants to climb up sideways. You have to turn, but it's still climbing while you're turning. Oh, it's the wildest shit ever. That's awesome. That was so cool. not to get off of topic here, but the other topic that we were going to talk about at one point or another was the um, the video of them pre-running the 24 Helen back. Did you? Do oh, your, I haven't watched. Did you that do your yet. homework, Derek? I did my homework, but I didn't know you, we were going to talk it. about that since Ian's we're not, on the... We're not going to talk about it, but what I was going to say is that like the the guys they ran with, they were running bald-ass reds. Oh, yeah. And they I was watching did. those work. I'm like, they just, they do, like, it made me kind of want to BFG. Like, but, watching them, but, but not here. any bald tire <laughs> most, that's a sticky would work, yep. including a Patagonia. Right. The yep. second you right. step foot in the Badlands, you're just... You're junk again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drift car? Yeah. In the snow. <laughs> yeah. As long as you're going to do all your wheeling on the West Coast from now on, yeah, sure. Right. Yeah. It's, I it's pretty cool to watch, though. I mean, I'm sure. I'm just saying that yeah. if that's your MO, then go for it. It makes, oh, man, it I makes love, sense. I love like, watching like moon buggies with bald ass KR, oh, yeah. whatever mm-hmm. crawlers that are mm-hmm. going through like Sand Hollow, like the, uh, what do they call it? The Trail 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 Hero. Out of Trail Hero. Trail no, Hero, but out there. like what, what they call the people that like cut new trails or whatever is it trail, uh, trail breakers trail breakers trail breakers, trail breakers. thank you yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. that that's shit's insane like ignorantly insane why i love it so much fun to watch but i get it if you have if you can keep and of course i've also heard like guys put fluid in their tires out west to yeah. get the weight down low because the challenge is keeping it on the rock 
If you could keep your shit on the rock vertically, that shit has traction. You could drive straight up a fucking wall. Have you guys ever wheeled an Axial Scorpion or an that's, Axial that's SCX? Exactly, <laughs> that's exactly what we exactly do. All it. the weight in the wheels. Yes. And uh, But that's the... It's like you have this real life like light bulb moment that like you get everything you've ever seen about like out west it's like i just make sense once you see it once you touch a rock oh yeah and it cuts you and you're like when you're walking up on stuff and you're like oh i might you know like back home you like step on that rock maybe i'll slide a little bit you could run across the rocks downhill as long as you don't hit the sand (laughs) you are golden and it's weird the shittier shoe the better because if it wraps around that rock you're even you're getting more traction. I didn't know that a slick rock here was different than a slick rock there. Oh, I always just thought like yeah. if you have two dry rocks, it nope. doesn't matter what they are. Because I was even sitting there, I was one sitting there one day, and I was like, "What what happens like like if it ever rains out there? Like how is it? You pour water on that rock, and you can. I mean, your foot doesn't even slip. That's weird. It's so it doesn't awesome. even matter if you're out there and it rains, doesn't which matter. it doesn't. Yeah. But, doesn't, but if it, it did, yeah. I was going to say, they have all those fireworks going cool. off. It's a good thing there's no trees or vegetation out there because yeah. California so, be, California be dry. Yes. <laughs> I have a couple of questions. Yes. One, uh, saw some people in sweatshirts. How was the weather? Oh my God, it sucked. It wasn't cold. Well, I don't know. Okay. So I've always had this like, oh my gosh, the desert, desert. it's warm. Nope. Okay. Well, Mm-mm. the de- turns out the desert does get a little chilly. Uh-huh. Um, it would get up to the point where you would wear a t-shirt and like jeans and be comfortable standing there. Like, like you're hot with a hoodie on. Right. So you, you'd wear a t-shirt and jeans and you were very, very comfortable on the edge of like, you probably could have worn shorts for like an hour, maybe two hours in the heat of the day. Like 65, 70, probably maybe for a very high. Yeah. Yeah. Low seventies. But it would would only hit that for like two or three hours. So the mornings you'd wake up and a fucking couple mornings like the the if there was any water anywhere was frozen. Um, oh, or you'd have like a little wild. little frost. You'd have it'd be fucking cold. <laughs> yeah. And then by noon to three, you were in a t shirt and you were in the sun. You were fucking hot. And then it would start cooling off to where you had like start the fire because we will be standing by the campfire at night. Did you actually wear sunblock this time? I honestly, I didn't because nine out of 10 times when the sun was out, I was still in a hoodie with a hood up. Okay. I was going to say, cause you are not sunburned as fuck. And I was expecting it because most of the time (laughs) you'd take your hoodie off for, like I said, like an hour or two. And then you're like, Mm. If you weren't in direct sunlight, which we were in and out of under the tent and all that. So if you were under the tent in the shade, you were like, I kind of, Kind of want a hoodie. That's right. And you'd put a hoodie on, and then you, of course, put the hood up just because you keep your ears warm. And uh, then from then on, it was, all right, now maybe I want a coat, and then I want to be by the fire. So when it starts to get cold, it gets cold quick. It just goes, yeah, yeah, it goes from, like, almost one extreme to the other quicker than you think it should, yeah. Mm -hmm. It was cool. I mean, it was wild, but it it wasn't like you were sweating your balls off, which is perfect because I'd rather not do that so i mean it right. i mean it uh, is it is your, february or january yeah, it was right. when yeah. you got out there right? it was super super comfortable yeah um to be through but just because like by the end of the night you were like oh cool let's sit around the fire and hang out mm-hmm. now i will say on on race night not so much the case when you're sitting out in remote pit two with no fire <laughs> in the fucking pitch black dark going 
Well, this is fucking cold. So <laughs> did you have, did you have your Milwaukee heated jacket and not. pants oh, and no, whatever else they no. make? It would have been a good time for that because it was like <laughs> I was wearing a hoodie, jeans, and a fire suit and was like, I could probably go for another jacket, but it was <laughs> another set bad. of jeans and another jacket. Yeah. Oh, it was it would get chilly in the yeah, dark. I bet. But I mean hindsight it here you guys got snow, so Yeah. That's yeah. true. Lots of it too. Only millimeters. Suck it. <laughs> Yeah, only um, so I'm curious about the race course. <laughs> so I know it's in the desert, and like obviously, like it's the desert, like you can't keep people off it. Are you can just anyone just go do the race course? Like, say I'm just I'm just there. I'm me. I have my razor. Yep. Can I just there, bomb around it? There or are like certain times the race course is open. Okay, essentially, I mean, like you said, it's the desert. There will be people on the race course. It's 256 total miles of race course. There are people on it. Now there was one. Um, I, there's a couple people I've heard that about smoke some like spectators on race day. Oh, was I one. had to call into race ops because we had just left Hammertown on lap two, had just got out into the desert and they called back in and they're like fucking spectator. Cause what you're supposed to do is you call back in to race ops and say, Hey, there's spectators on mile marker race mile, whatever. And then they like get their course marshals and like take care of it. And they don't have time to be on the car. So they always radio back in. And then you just call into race ops and say, report of spectators on race mile, you know, six. And like how well, how well documented. I don't know what the word know. is like. Um, it gets beat marks. in. It gets beat yeah. in to the point where like, when you look at, you know, like when you go to a concert and it's like in the park, like a, or like a fair and you all parking in the grass. Yeah. The first few people, there's maybe some flags and shit up, but you're part of driving through the grass. Not really hundred percent mm-hmm. sure. Once everybody's got there and everybody's left, those paths are like, you can just in. tell. Yeah. It's a, I mean, two weeks of people have been out there pre-running yeah. hundred thousand people out there running shit. It's beat in pretty well, but there's also everything else path wise. That's not the race course. You get 150 feet from the center line of race course. It's still technically be on course. Wow. If oh, I cut yeah. this corner, this corner is going to get beat in rather than go up here and square it off. It's a race. Yeah. The guys are going to start cutting here. As long as they're 150 feet off the center line, that's mm. fair game. If there's a little rock here and it's flat here, they're going to beat it in over here. That makes sense. When Boom. you come up to it at speed, especially you're going to see, well, maybe I could go this way or this way or this way. And out there, there's not fucking trees, you know, like around here, you kind of like, oh, right. oh, I got to go between these out there. It's dodge the rocks i have a question so what if mike wants to take snow day out there when it has a nice roll cage and such i park it sideways across the course and and i'm like come at me bro king of hammers time there's ever been (laughs) have you seen this video of getting uh it was jp gomez rear-ended in some lap traffic oh my gosh you seen that yeah no i don't that'll prompt you to not do that didn't they oh he rolled the fuck out that's the article that joe shared in the truck chat no no no. i didn't mean i didn't mean during Hammer week or King of Hammers well, week. Just, I meant you like just go in out July. There and run it. Yeah, we go out there and do it. I'll do it with you in a razor and we'll just GPS put around. So but, the GPS the in the race was, car. What's the tr- like? How do you know where the the center line of the race course is? Is it just GPS? GPS. That's what I was gonna say. Okay. Your GPS is showing you the center line, and if you okay. go off it, you know as long as you stay within 150 yeah. feet. That's and how all, you know. Of course, all the race so cars have like trackers on them that they can yeah. GPS and well, yeah, yeah. But so when you're just some Joe Schmo, yeah. When you'll know where box, the race course is 
the well, that's track. what I'm wondering. Yeah. Like, say you're just out in the desert. It's just the desert. And you're like, hey, let's just follow this line. How, do you uh, just know that it's a race course and you should stay off it? Like, how I do you know? In some places, yes. In some places, I have no fucking clue. And I'm driving and you don't you don't know. Like, it kind of branches off. And the the wild part is, and it pisses me off still. Um, there was one point where we were following Heath, and he's been out there a few times. He's raced a couple of times, different you know, a handful of times at Hammers, so he kind of knows very. He's very landscape oriented, so he can be like, "Oh, you go up this," and I'm like, "I don't fucking know. I just drive." Um, so he can he'll be like, "Oh, up here there's a little washboard area," so he'll pop over into like a different. It's like lines through the desert where there's like bushes and like beaten in pass well you'll get in one section that's like really fucking whoopy and then over here you know 20 feet to the left is flat and i go well fuck well you can't just whip up out of the ruts and all that to go over there you kind of work your way over there or get a little flat spot well at the time you get over here to the left and it's flat that turns to shit and the one on the right it's fucking wild but yep. i mean there's places you have no fucking clue looking you'd have to look at the GPS because i got gps and the razor now but if you if you wouldn't have that, I no fuck clue. You I just get lost. No, yeah, no fucking clue. I mean, even with that, there was a couple of times we had to stop and we're like, um, okay, well, we're gonna keep going this way, <laughs> and then the like course line goes this way. I'm like, oh fuck, okay, we were supposed to go left. Back up. And this is at like twenty miles an hour, not like race speed. So I don't. That's crazy. I don't know how the fuck you do it. To be honest with you. Practice. Yeah. Just this this is your first time out there, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, like yep. the next next year, you've learned so much already, and you will continue yep. to learn more yeah. things, right? As you go back there, I, yeah. Ian, you've been talking about this for a long time. I'm really happy that you got to go oh, out there I'm finally. It' mind blowing, really. That's awesome. Like, it sounds like an amazing this, experience. Like, yeah, because you're going down this like ridge, and then you like you're focused on driving, but every once in a while you look up and you're like. Jesus, and it's just desert and mountains. You don't, you don't fucking see nobody. There's nobody yeah. else out there, and you're like, you're like, it's if, just, if I didn't have a GPS, oh, I'd be dead. Oh, I'd be, I'd never find I'd my sleep, fucking way back. I'd be sleeping out there. So, do you want to talk about how knockout racing did in the King of Hammers? <sighs> yeah, we nope. can do that. I guess. Well, I mean, <laughs> so, I mean, we're here. We have you here. Yep. We should probably hear about it, right? Whoops. Um, we qualified, and I'm just gonna go off of memory without looking it up. I think it was 65th. Out of 102 to qualify. Okay. And it was one of those qualifying where, like, it's all based on corrected time. So what the fuck does it really? I mean, <laughs> we're not going to go up there and get in power hour. We're not going to place in the top 10. Obviously, the, the higher you start, the less traffic you'll have to get to. The big question this year was um, race mile two. So you get literally two, mile, two miles through the desert. Race mile two, you come up to Turkey Claw. It's the rock trail. Everybody is going to be gung-ho off the start line. So you're going to be driving hard. You're going to be driving fast. You're not in that like calm, relaxed 256-mile race <laughs> mode. You're going to get an Ian mode, and you're going to take yourself out immediately. There's a they, um, I think it was in the, the, the UTV race. The pole sitter yard sailed his shit like a mile into the race. <laughs> and there wasn't even fucking traffic. I guess it was the two of them. They were kind of going back and forth. Ended up getting crossed up, and he just wadded that fucking thing up for one wow. mile into his race. Second place was like, a fine, though. He just took off. Yeah, he he was driving. Yeah, and See then ya. they interviewed him later, and he's <laughs> like, "No, it was clean pass. You know, it's not like he bumped me or anything. I just you get crossed up in the fucking high speed whoop desert shit. You got a little excited. And it just yard sales your shit. Yep. Yeah, 
but it's the whole pushing too hard. Yep. So we were like, man, well, the traffic's going to be shit in Turkey Claw because everybody's going to wad their shit up. So we did watch the UTV race and then the start of the 46, 4800 run through there. It was fucking entertaining. Guys are fucking bumping each other and sirens and horns. And I was great. But it really wasn't bad. There was a little bit of a pinch point coming into it that you kind of had to do a little rock crawling. And then once you got out of there, there was two or three lines through there. It wasn't bad. So that was our only concern with qualifying. Otherwise, we're just like, fuck it. We just need to finish qualifying. Cool. So we qualified 65th or 8th so or something the like there. We were middle of the package. Yeah. Yep. Right around the people that we usually race around in like the East Coast series and the guys we run points wise around last year. It's, we were, I mean, we started right next door to, to a couple of them, you know, literally the same. Row. Sure. So it wasn't like we were well off the pace or anything. So we were comfortable with that. Um, Then we did. So we left the line 60 something. They did them 30 seconds apart, two at a time. So we've left the line going through. And the worst part is you guys had better coverage than we did at home with the live feed and the live trackers. Cause then I have fucking internet in the main pit. Oh no. And of course the way the course was set up, we, we had main pit, we had remote pit one and remote pit two. And we spent, I mean a whole fucking week figuring this out with the people we had and everything like that. Um, we had worked with ORI's guy, the ORI crew that was out there. We, the problem is main remote pit one from main pit was 20 some fucking miles, but the way you have to go there, cause you can't go anywhere close to the hot race course. You have to go out to the highway, go down the highway, all this fucking around literally took, well, we've, we learned it takes about an hour to get Yikes. there. Damn so man. you can't, and the race car will beat you there or should beat you there. So, you can't you can't start and maintain and run out there if you have a problem but you want to have somebody there if you have a problem because you going out on the desert loop you hit remote pit one you do a little bit of it's like a 40 mile loop through the desert you come back to remote pit one then you come back to hammertown that's lap one so if you have a flat or a problem you need somebody at remote pit one. So they ended up putting somebody out there. They, we took a spare and like five gallons of gas. That was about it. Well, ended up coming. It was almost right. I think they ran on it for about six or seven miles coming into remote pit one on the way in. Well, ended up with a flat tire, which we have not ran. I think it was like well, now about 3000 race miles and not had a flat. So that was upsetting. It's pretty impressive, though. Turns out we're still on the record because it was a flat wheel, if that makes sense. The forged vision wheel, something, I don't know, a rock or something had to get stuck in the brakes. And it put, it's like you took a fucking center punch, whacked a hole in this forged vision wheel what inside the, the barrel wow. about the size of like your pinky. No kidding. And then drove like six or seven miles at race speed. Yeah, like, yeah, it was a little squirrely. It was on the back. Drove huh. six or seven miles on a flat Interco. Of course, it's an SX, so you got plenty of tire there. Right. Tire looks fine. It's a little chewed up from running on the rocks, but it's fine. Uh, no, we're, we're <laughs> still good so you, on the flat tires. Did, would something get stuck between like the brake caliper and the it, wheel? That's or almost what it's, it's did it make a groove all the way no. around? No. Nope. It was a punch. It just like. like it, like it's end up in like the it, tire? It was like it, it, it was a bolt. Dick punched a hole in the tire. <laughs> it was a bolt. 
Wonder where that bolt came from. <sighs> Something's about to fall off. <laughs> yeah, right. fell off. Somebody left on top of the caliper. Probably. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's wild. crazy, dude. So this was on... This was th- at this race? Yeah. I thought so, you were running the BFGs. Right. We took... Okay, so we took the BFGs off for the race because we only had four. I don't even know how to show oh, Derek this. See. You probably can't even see that. No. So, just, just hold it close to, to the thing. Them. I don't want to get out. For well, the actual so text it to guys, me, Ian. You have my number. You guys pre-ran. So we we did just a little fucking around. I wouldn't even call it pre. It was more like fucking around on uh-huh. the BFGs, little rock crawling, little oh, desert okay. stuff. Just, just kind of just test them out. Yeah, just fucking around on them. But they we only had so like, yeah, being easy on the equipment. Yeah, yeah. we yeah. only had four of them. We didn't have the offset on the wheel. I mean, there was like paper thin clearance between the knuckle and the wheel because of the offset was a little different than what we yeah. normally run. So it was mm-hmm. like sketch um so we if we would have wanted to run them we would have took them off had dismount the oh my sx's ma- dismount the bfgs mount the bfgs on then we only had four tires which obviously you want spares obviously we had two and a <laughs> yeah. half sets of mounted sx's ready to go so two and a half sets yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we were ready to fucking you didn't party. want to run okay. their 43 inch spares no. on your 40 inch you know, wheel and tire. That's fine. Put them on the front it. and have got, some overdrive. It's got yeah. spools, right? Yeah, yeah overdrive on the front. That's right. <laughs> That's how you do it. You keep two 43s with you. If you get one flat, just put you overdrive just put, on the front. Just put her in and let her Both of them just on the drag front. around. Yeah. yeah. So that's so yeah. So we did race on the SX. I guess I should have said that because that was a lot. Uh, it was a little bit yeah. We confused. fucking I don't know about broke the internet, but there were so many people asking us like switching to some BFGs. Huh? Uh, and we're like no. no. Uh, so I talked to Kevin Ramirez. On the I phone. did get to meet him. He was yeah. out there. And the, he said that the he said that he saw you for just a few minutes. Yep. Um, he was like, you know, that point one car is a lot smaller in person. That's than what he was thought. saying. Yeah. Yep. He's yep. like compared to the rest of the Ultra Four cars out there, like it's a lot. Oh, smaller. it is. It's a. I mean, more. It's narrower. It's and, narrower. It really, it's a little shorter. It's a rock I mean, buggy. It's, it gets down. It was built as a rock bouncer. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's bouncer, yeah. It's roll, but. There's probably, I don't know, not counting the belly where you get the little like cross pieces of bracing. Mm-hmm. There's maybe, I think it's seven, seven or eight straight pieces. Are we of back to the seven thing? Chest. The three and the seven thing three from last seven. week? Seven. <laughs> but I think there's nope. about seven. Nobody else got that? Nobody got, it's four. I, didn't listen. I haven't it's listened to the more. Patreon yet. Oh, it's four it, more than three, oh, Steve. Was that in, was that in oh, the Patreon? Geez. No, that was in the main. That was in the main. Yeah. Well, yeah, Mike, you guys were yeah, upset. It was bad. It was so bad. I loved it. <laughs> I, I even listened to Bones like, Sober and I loved it. Hey, you could have got seven. Josh was like, what is seven? And I'm like, it's four more than three, Josh. <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. It was just so arbitrary. Uh, yeah. Oh, That's why God. I love it because you guys are so confused. We were so, so confused, angry. but it made so much I was like, sense. Mike, go back to drinking. Yeah. He's like, oh, Josh and I having a conversation. interrupted my drinking time. Sorry. It's seven. There's like seven straight pieces seven of metal straight on that. straight pieces of tube in that okay. chassis, other than the belly skid, um, oh, wow. because everything else is rolled. Yeah. So you get all your That's strength crazy. from that. And I mean, it's I absolute work of fucking art. I love it. Every time you look at it, there's curved this and curved that. And mm-hmm. like, there's so much art to that that I can't do or never will be able to do that. I'm mm-hmm. just like, I can appreciate. That Were there guys there. running bigger tires than that? Like, Honestly, was there anybody out there running like some we 54s were, on no, the race no, course? We were the only ones on a, on a 43-inch SX. Yeah, they're not. a. It's a desert race. I mean. I realize well, it's the wrong tire. I was just yeah. wondering if anyone else was even more crazy than you nope. guys. 
biggest and only one on SXs. Wow. wow. Everybody else was on them. And there was like a Turo. There was Pat, guys racing 4,400 Patagonias. Mm-hmm. Lots I of I did nittos. think of you there. Was there, any, was there any nittos? Did you bring any nittos home for Josh? No. Oh. He wanted Aww. a set real bad. He's like, oh, I want those K-Spec Nittos, but I can't just can't get anybody to get them. I'm like, dude, just start messaging people there's, that are yeah. at KOH and say, bring me a there's set. There's probably plenty of them with like holes in the sidewall. That's fine. You, he's yeah, just he's just a trail them. rig. I did. Um, That's the thing. Like, yeah, it's just it's crazy that they don't sell that, that they don't oh, I know, offer right? that tire, period. The Nitto yep. sticky or race tire yeah. or whatever. Yeah, the race tire. Yeah. Yeah. He wants them for his because but, he's got Nittos on it now. So 43s are the biggest, but there's a handful of people running 42s. Most people are running yeah, 40s, and there's people running 37s and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's all a balance the, about like the rotational mass when you're in the high-speed yeah. stuff, right? You can really gain some time running a smaller tire in the in the desert, and then you know the bigger tires probably do better on the rocks, right? Well, but even on like an IFS car, you don't have diffs <laughs> hanging down, so a 37 yeah. is like, mm. you know, it's... You don't have the diff. It's a 37, so you don't necessarily need the ground clearance. So you can run a little smaller tire. You can run faster. It's just a... Right. There's Give no perfect take. car out there, and that's the cool part about it. There's so much front engine, rear engine, front IFS, rear IFS, rear solid axle, front solid... is is fucking everything. Are there and any then, front solid axles with IRS? Oh, I don't know. Not a one. Wouldn't <laughs> that be cool, that's though? That's like, yeah, I don't think though. exists. <laughs> yeah, it might not. I it bet would, it does, but I bet you don't... I don't know. It would be like if you decided to leave the leaf springs <laughs> in the front and link the back. Just people works, do that though. though. People do yeah, that. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Kirk's, yeah, is my, that what you did? Yeah, my Toyota. Oh shit. Kirk's CJ. Kirk's CJ. I mean, oh, never yeah. mind. Everybody is. Everybody does it. <laughs> I'm just an idiot. You just pissed, <laughs> you just pissed go, everybody off. Go but. back to drinking, Mike. Jeez, <laughs> uh, I'm not even drunk this wait, episode. Wait, wait, I'm just done. I had a question. Like, well, a comment about suspension styles, like. How cool would it be to like dr- drive a rig in the rocks that was IFS, but like a legit IFS? You know, we've all, well, maybe not Steve, but we've all wheeled IFS rigs in the rocks and they fucking suck, but that's because they're like Bro. street IFS. So yeah. we said one inch of travel. Hold on. That'd be cool. Maybe not Steve. Have you um, wheeled the crew cab or another IFS the rig in the rocks? Yeah. The what? donut. The what? Oh, the donut. You know that convertible the KJ? The most capable yeah. KJ oh, on right. the planet. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a Jeep, now, though, so it doesn't count. Now, when you say, has he oh. wheeled it, that's that's debatable. debatable. Yeah. It has, uh, has, it has it been, been to the Badlands? Yes. It but did he wheel it? Hmm. Mm, debatable. I mean, I, I saw it try to go up a wall. Side tangent, when we were in that like really twisty section down by the the pond in the in the quarry, you were like, Man, how like and I couldn't get up at that time. And you're like, Man, how bad would it be if like you got showed up by the KJ and oh yeah, <laughs> I tried. Up, you couldn't get up the rock that like led to the bigger rocks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, open, I would feel open, really open. bad if that happened, Steve, but yeah. I would be It was worth surprised. a shot, but I got I got stuck. I ended up getting stuck with that. But I actually okay. think you would have done you would have done really well if you had a rear locker. Oh god, if I had a rear locker, yeah, I'd have been definitely stuck in there somewhere. Yeah. Put a, yeah, put a yeah, spoolie you boy in there. An interesting recovery. I'm glad that you didn't have the rear locker. And by spoolie boy, I mean a spool, not a spoolie boy. <laughs> a spool, not a spoolie boy. A spoolie well, boy and a both. spool. Actually, both. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no. The KJ, the three seven, cannot take spoolie boys. Oh. It'll it can take it for a little while. It can be there for looks, but that's yeah, about it. It'll they take put, it for a they, while. When they first came out, um, one of the companies tried to put a supercharger on there, and they put four pounds of boost to it, and they got less than five hundred miles out of it. 
The race is only 256 <laughs> miles, Steve. See, you're good right. to go. We can run fucking eight pounds of boost and still co- coast across the finish line. Red line just, the whole time. Just, just, just put the turbo on. Don't know just you have to the intake. Yes. Use it as a muffler. Throttle stop. What's Derek's A whistling age? muffler. Oh, yeah. Get the whistling muffler. There you go. I think it'd be all right. Wait, no, no, I'm talking no. about the having a turbo hooked up to your exhaust, not to the intake, though. Are you empty? I am. Fail her up. Do you need a refill? Hell no. That is 11%. What's that mean? It means that I have to drive home. You can get it. I'll follow you. you no. It out. <laughs> I'm good. Thank you. I'll follow you in videotape. You go in ditch. ditch. Watch me go in ditch. ditch. Oh, Media yep, ditch. You guys don't have many ditches oh, well, right now, though, do you? It's all snow, so, so it'd be snow. extra hard to get out of. Oh. I guarantee I could get my lowered four-wheel drive out of a dry ditch, but not one full not of snow icy ditch. snow. Yeah. <laughs> Steve had to go get a Steve refill. Hopefully, yeah, it's you guys got way more snow than we did. I mean, we've got... Oh, well, now, now we're all melted. We have like a couple inches on the ground, but I think we had like nine at some point. Oh, we wow. got over a foot, I think. Oh, Man, that's awesome. It was, I mean, it was cool. No, it wasn't. You was, weren't even here. It was 79 degrees in Palm Springs <laughs> Airport while I was sitting outside waiting for my flight. And uh, I had to fly home to Dallas and it was like 50-ish there. And I'm like, okay, all right. That's fine. So, and then you come home here and it's cold as balls and there's foot of snow everywhere. So wait, are you mad that you missed the snow, though? Because we oh, already yeah. had snow and you could have went and done the some snow nuts in the dually. I would have done dually snow nuts. I would have done dumb shit in the razor. Oh, my God. It would have been so much fun. And even now, I can't. I can't go do dumb shit out in the country in the razor because of fucking things in Texas. So, yep. Womp womp. When are you going to go get it back? I'll get it back in March at our first point one race in Arkansas. It's actually. funny that your uh, your razor just like travels around the country yeah. without you and you just meet it. I places. just fly in. <laughs> I, I mean, said, that's the fucking life. Shit was right? awesome. No, it is the life. It's just, yeah, it's it's just kind of sucks that. I mean, I, I was going to say it sucks. You don't have it here. No, it's you're right. not going to take it to the Badlands. No, it's not in my way. Literally. I got to finish the damn trailer in three and a half weeks. What? You're. Your flatbed? No, the big one. The oh, race the, the race trailer. Yeah, because we're going to live in it down there in Arkansas. You're still not done, huh? Oh, Jesus. That project. We can talk about that while Steve's gone. That is spiraled out of control. Uh-oh. Did you end up just what gutting happened? it? Have you ever done a... You, well, no, have you ever? You guys have done home remodeling projects. I mean, like, I've never torn down walls. I'm no, not no, We bought like our it. house finished because I didn't want to fucking do that. <laughs> I so, hate working on houses. Everybody knows how the home remodeling project is. You start doing one little fucking thing. The next thing, and the you, next know. thing you know, you're at bare studs and you're like, what in the fuck happened here? So you did <laughs> get it. Oh, yeah. Completely. Still. Like Got nothing. Got it. So you, I remember getting in that trailer with you and you're like, oh, we're going to do this, th- this thing. We're going to change the floors. And like, that's now oh, we're just going to leave the rest of it. And instead you were like nope. full, full tear out. Nothing. Pl- all Gone. new plumbing, all new electrical, all new everything. Gone. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. On the trailer? Yeah. Damn, dude. Yeah, that project well, has spiraled. Oh, it's worse. Is it because than, it Catherine had ideas? Was she like, oh, I'd really like to do this? Yes and you were and like, no. damn, I mean, damn, damn. We moved the, <laughs> About the only thing that's in the same spot so is good. the couch, like the okay. fold out couch. But we moved it. It's up because I got a 100 gallon water tank underneath of it. But also, you got rid of that couch and put a new couch over it. It getting recovered. Of course, that it one's is getting recovered. Yeah. Um, new carpet, new floor. The closet's off. Like when you walk on the door, is fucking like a three foot by three foot closet there with closet doors. There's a fucking like twelve cubic foot 
refrigerator off to the left, countertops. Damn, 12 dude. 12-gallon water heater, shower, shitter. Water heater, yeah, buddy. You guys are going to be living nice. Oh, yeah. yeah it's the fucking plan. around. Okay, is the physical space for the living quarters gotten bigger, or is it the same? It's the same size, because that okay. center wall divided the front and the back. Yeah. That stayed. Okay, I didn't know. I was yeah. like, well, hell, if you got well, the whole thing, maybe you'd make the living quarters bigger or I'd something. I'd like to, but right now I can still fit a rig, like a full-size rig, and the razor in the back. Wow, so. full size rig and well, the razor. Okay, I don't have them full, full size. size You're mean? Not, I'm not gonna fit your a tri- Toyota though. I could fit a Toyota and the razor with room to spare. That's kind of awesome because yeah. I've got two awesome. more feet. Because Kevin can put the race car. I don't know how long the damn thing is or wheelbase or whatever, but he can put the race car and the razor, and then he's got tool benches and shit in there in the front of his. And I've got two more feet than he does. Um, damn. So, I mean, I got, yeah, I could fit a fucking toilet and a razor, no problem. Yeah. Ian just flopped his wrench out just there. So, I got two more feet. (laughs) I got to rub it in where I can. But yeah, that project fucking spiraled. But I got about three weeks to finish it up. It's close. There's a lot of little shit to finish up, but it's going to be fucking cool when it's done. Is it getting close? Like, yeah, yeah, like walls and fixtures and everything. I got fucking in in ceiling lights and. Damn. Yeah, buddy. I'd come to your house and look at it, but your dog would attack me. Yeah, he'd be pissed off. (laughs) (laughs) He's still grumpy. Is he still grumpy? He still barks at everybody? Okay, just checking. He's cranky. Do you guys want to close? Like kind of start to wrap up the main. Oh, no, yeah. dude, we're probably... good for like three more hours. Oh, okay. boy. Okay. I gotta work in the morning, boys. I don't know about I all that. I, mean, yeah. I, just, I gotta work you know, early tomorrow, so I yeah. like. A, I know a lot of the listeners like longer podcasts, but we do need to be mindful of, wrap it up. A, of the fact that it's nine thirty. Guys, it's nine thirty. Yeah, and we're gonna shoot up. You know, we're gonna do the. Patreon. After we're gonna this shoot video. up after this. We're gonna shoot yeah. up. Damn, we're shoot that's, up I heard that shoot shoot up. The second so, uh, this is over, we're doing hard <laughs> drugs. <Ooh. laughs> yeah. This is not the Patreon. Calm down. Yeah. I, said I we're just going wanted to, to do them. I just wanted to <laughs> make sure that there was nothing we left out of the KLH. Well, talk. I'm gonna tell you how we finished, and that'll be about the end of my fucks to give there. And I do want to know, like, what was your highlight? Oh, as well. I don't know. I'll think about that one. Okay. Well, tell um, us how it ended, and then think about your highlight, and we'll get your last words. So, quick race recap. <laughs> you can do the last words yeah. this week. Yeah. <laughs> we got a flat tire on the way out to pit one. Then, after we went through main or remote pit one on the way back, no. On the way back the second time, blew a strut. Blew the driver's rear strut, the top cap O-ring. We blew that out. So they had to do, I think, about 13 miles of desert on oh. essentially no strut. Bump the stops. Here. Um, Ooh, yeah, kind it was of the, it was the strut. Brutal. It was blown out. No bump stop, nothing on that. So oh, it was okay. like it literally beat the ever-living fuck out of you. And they did uh, about 10, 11 mile an hour. And it was still, I mean, I uh, couldn't even imagine. Fucking brutal. Well, that's our, why that's why we runs bypasses. Yeah. Secondary backup. So our <laughs> our spare strut, we Still have one on spare the strut, bottom of the strut was in yeah. main pit, which is where we were because we had planned on running the whole first loop, coming back in, fueling, going back out on lap two. Then we were going to remote pit two and making that our main pit. Well, so we're sitting. Uh, we've got Kevin's dually. Corey helped out. Corey and Mike. We had Corey's truck full of fucking spare tires and other shit and fuel and all nice. that. We get a, they didn't have radio reception anywhere out there, but they had cell service for whatever fucking reason. So we get these text messages of like blue strut, need strut, 
remote pit. You know, it's very like you get out a little short text message, so it'll go. <laughs> so we start getting them and sort of sending them to everybody while everybody gets them at different times. And we're like, oh what? my god, uh, what? Uh, 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 fuck it. Um, strut, uh, fill kit, nitrogen tank. Um, that's it. Go. So, because it was literally <laughs> took them almost dead tits on an hour wow, to get gosh. from main pit out there. The worst Jeez. part was the race car only had to go like, I don't know, it was like 11, 12, 13 miles, something like that. They beat the race car back to pit because they had to go so fucking slow. Yeah. They, they stopped once yeah. to try to fucking winch it down over the back of the car, winch the fucking thing down so it just wouldn't slam down. Mm-hmm. So it just stayed but, out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, so they ended up getting it out. We got pretty good live coverage. If you want to go back and check out the pit stop, they got most of all that done on the live feed, which is that's cool. cool. Um, so they changed out the strut. Of course, you have to dump both struts, air everything back up, all the shit, set your pressures and everything. So they got all that done. Haul back to main pit. We fueled there. Go back out on lap two. Run rat lap two. I don't think we had any issues on lap two by the time we came in. I think the only complaint was had a little bit of like sluggish steering every once in a while, I'd like stick every once in a while. Looked the car over, didn't see any leaks or anything on anything. Checked the fluid levels, all good. Put the hood back on, fueled it up, sent it back out. Ran. So then once we got done, we packed up, went to remote pit two, which is like six miles in the desert of like slow. This is fucking miserable getting out there. Set up out there. We actually had pretty good cell service out there, which is great because then we could watch the live tracker and watch live feed. Everybody at home was sending us like, all right, they're here. They're doing this. It was it was pretty cool. Watched. We were able to watch the live feed. Corey had the live feed up for a little bit. Got to watch the live feed of them taking starting lap three, still in time to finish the race. Um, did lap three. Got, I don't know, probably two a third of the way through lap three. Um, and then the tracker is just sitting there. We're like, fuck. It's probably not good. Started to get like a minute or two up update. You know, it'd take a minute or two to update. And then four or five. And then 10 minutes to update. And then it would not move. And how it would kind of work is it'd take like two minutes to update. And it'd pop over here and say, headed this direction at like 15 point, what, eight, eight mile an hour or whatever. Sitting at 0.0. Same spot, same spot, same spot, same spot. It's fucking dark. We're sitting in two trucks that are out there running. It's fucking cold. Um, This point, I don't even know what fucking time it was. Nine o'clock, eight, nine o'clock, something like that. They've been running since I think the race started at eight in the morning. Um, Finally, over the radio, they radioed in. And because you can't talk to them, yep. Um, where they were at was in a valley, so we looked at like topographical maps and all that, and it was just a big valley, so you don't have any service or anything like that. Finally, they must have got up on the top or the ridge or whatever it was, were able to radio us and said they broke a upper shock bolt or strut mounting bolt and had no brakes, and they were calling a race. So that Thanks. was depressing as fuck. Oh, yeah. And uh, they were headed back to pit. They were headed back to main pit. They were going off course to come back to pit. <clears throat> so we're like, all right, well, pack all our shit up and, you know, all that. And they radio us again. They're like, we're just going to go down to the wash, go back around and meet you in Hammertown back, or back at camp. So we load back up back there. Well, what had happened was the driver front strut, the upper bolt, which is, I think it's a half inch double shear mounted bolt mm-hmm. standard mounting of a strut it broke when the strut came loose 
it shoved up into the master cylinder and knocked a fitting off in the master oh, cylinder damn. and fucked those oh, threads up. Damn. Um, the only way they ended up, they had bolt to put back in it, but the only way to get the strut back in was to bleed the strut pressure off. Ugh. So you had to decompress the strut, put it back in, bolt it back up. Well, then the fucking front of the car is sitting on one strut, so it's like limp dick. Mm-hmm. No suspension again up on the front, and you had no brakes because you lost our brake fluid. So he's downshifting to, the yeah. to get back. Like yeah. Yeah. Brakes only. All the brakes. Oh man, um, brutal! Because it broke it off at the master cylinder, so it's not like you know we have lines and plugs and caps to pop things mm-hmm. off. Sure. It was on the master cylinder, so you're just fucked. Um, I think they probably still had a little bit of break in the rear because of the way the wheel would set up. It separates the fluid. Mm-hmm. So you may have had like rear-ish breaks, but it was it was sketch. Not good. Um, and especially going into like V. I mean, you were talking about King's Veto. I mean, some of the like the hardest fucking trails out there, they were getting ready to start going through. It's nine, ten o'clock at night, whatever it was. They'd been going all fucking day. I mean, that strut blowing originally put us three or four hours behind. I mean, it was I think there was three fucking teams left out at remote pit two when we left. So it was we could have still finished the race in time if they would have really made good time through it, but I mean, yeah. you weren't set up for success there, so they just they were just done. Yeah, they were gonna so, they were gonna roll it or get stuck yeah. and well, have to winch for ten hours. We did, and, yeah. we did lay it over on the driver's side pretty pretty solidly once in Spooners on lap two, but they just winched it back over. I think then they got stuck again. There's pretty good live footage of this, and if anybody wants to give Kevin some shit about it, we all have. It pulled the situation that reminded me of you at the Badlands many years ago. There's one fucking rock, in the and there's not a fucking rock for 30 feet around oh, there. Oh, jeez. And he stuck it with the bellies <laughs> or like the engine skid to the point where they were stuck. So nice. that, uh, there was a drone flying right around him the whole time. <laughs> it's all in the live feed. There's pictures of it. It's fucking awesome. All four tires so, spinning. Oh, they, it's like well, nothing. The, the front was drooped out completely and not touching the ground. And the rear, you just, it couldn't pull because it was like perfectly parked on there. And he's like, it was the perfect size of that engine skid that it took the whole skid and just <laughs> set it on there. It's like, um, it's like Kevin, what are you doing? Well, rock, rock bouncer. Yeah, things. he's like, oh, I don't know, parking here. <laughs> but I was like up over a hill, and he's like, yeah, you couldn't see, and it just next thing you know, you were stuck. So that's funny. they had a winch off of that, and then they rolled it in spooners once. Uh, we're able to winch it back over, not too bad. Um, so other than that, really a pretty clean race essentially for what we did, but it was. We didn't finish. We Sadly ended up finishing. DNF, yeah. Yeah. 40 something, 47th or something like that. Did, um, I think, 30 some miles more than last year. We started lap three, which was, I think there was only 26 people that finished the race. And I think 30 something like that started lap three. Wow. So it was that's crazy. Fucking, there was 11 less people finished the race last or this year than last year. So a lot of people saying it was a lot harder because the rock trails, the harder rock trails were earlier in the race. Mm. A lot of people taking their shit out earlier on. Yeah, it makes Um, sense. So making it to lap through is a pretty good accomplishment for us. Um, Didn't finish it. That's all we wanted was to drive across the stage at the end of the day, but just didn't happen. So it's all good. We're going to do a little little changes on the car here, I think. Next year on 42s. <coughs> next year on 40s it'll be next on something on different next year i promise promise well, you yeah, you'll have an entire season of yeah of ultra four and yep. kind of test and tune and play around with there's it. a there's a lot of wore out shit on the car right now how after many, all that it was, it was how many rigs are out there running mris two 
Okay. In the race. Oh. The ORI car, and but they're, I don't want to talk too much shit, but I'm going to talk shit. Um, <laughs> they're, yes, running, Derek, they're running four Derek, struts. Derek had to hand up. He might no, no, be no. You, oh, it's okay. about ORI, so tell the ORI okay. story first. They're running an IFS car. It's a Jimmy's 4x4 IFS IRS car. Okay? Legit race car. They pulled the, the ADS shock, you know, triple bypass, coilover, carrier, what you know, legit desert. Yeah. Race car shock package off, put ORIs on it. The problem with that I have, they're running eight shocks or eight struts. Yeah. They're running one as a bump stop. Oh. So they're essentially running a one strut on each corner as a pressurized bump that you can adjust. Then they're running another strut. Yeah. Without going too much into my opinions, I think you're going against where product, your product is I don't need bump stops. You oh. don't need bump stops. It literally you, don't like, but is that product really designed for desert racing? No, right. Anybody, so that was, anybody that puts those on a, on a trail rig that goes fast, great, perfectly uh, fine. Yeah, hundred hundred ten percent. I full drank the Kool Aid, whatever you want to call it. I believe it. Yeah. When you're desert racing, you need bump stops, and that's <laughs> our problem. We keep blowing struts out because we're hitting them too hard. Why? We're, what's the? Why can't you just put cans and bump stops? On? Nah, I think that's, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, that's what. Like those are those like, are coming. Okay, now. just going. Second, uh, second question: yeah. yep. Can you bring a nitrogen canister with you? We're going to look Ooh. at that. Okay, or, or, that's another thing. That's I don't know if it's a safety that. issue. I mean, when you go through inspection, uh, they might be like, "What the fuck are you doing with this thing?" Yeah, it's the pre. It's <laughs> the right. pressure that you need. So you need the volume right. for the pressure. But, but how much? Like, I don't know. If it's an upper one strut. Could it be fairly small? Could you lowers are like. Hundred and some, I don't know. I'd have to I would say it's hundreds of psi. It's not like a tire pressure. I know that. Yeah. I know Hold that. On. But you could use a you could use a a compressed. Couldn't you do like a liquid? Um, hmm. Nitrogen. You guys are saying nitrogen. nitrogen. You can't get to that pressure, but CO two yeah. you could have liquid, yeah. like a paintball canister. Yeah, will turn from liquid to gas. Like, why does it have to be right. nitrogen? Nitrogen's dry. Yeah, so CO2 you and it get the liquid. It doesn't change. It's got bigger, it's bigger, bigger molecules. Something too, right? like that. It doesn't have the fade properties. Okay, so like, you will essentially. I know that you put nitrogen. In your, okay, the the BS and it is complete BS when they're like, "Oh, you should put nitrogen in your tires. That's going to yeah, do this." Yeah, it is not. BS. No. Air is like what 80, 90 percent <laughs> nitrogen anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. So what I'm saying, the, my point to this is that. Okay, great. Let's say that's what it is. I don't know. Jeez. My point is, okay, so you're in an emergency situation. You need to pressurize your shock. Why yep. can't you just use air and then just put nitrogen in it next time? I think the pressures, you're going to need, I mean, hundreds of PSI of air where you don't think you're going to get but that. But they make hundreds sizer. of PSI air compressors, but they're yeah, probably heavier saying. than a canister. You just have to carry one on the car, on a race car. I, I mean, just you, didn't you know could. if there was an advantage yeah. to using air for compactness versus um, using nitrogen because there's not a nitrogen compressor but there's an air compressor the way i so understand like, it a nitrogen filled shock because obviously you're using it as a compressible gas you're using it for that compression properties the way i understand it is comp nitrogen gives you a cleaner essentially if you keep pushing it it gives you cleaner performance where oh. air has more properties and molecules and bullshit to where like if you're compressing air, it does different things and different pressures where nitrogen is very uniform throughout compression. If okay. that's the way Here's I understand thing. I think it. nitrogen doesn't expand as much as air at temperature. Yeah, like if you which, increase the temperature, yeah. oh, of the the shot, which you're up. going yep. to do way more yep. than a tire you ever would. Yeah, it doesn't so like increase in pressure significantly yeah. more than air, yeah. like air would. So here, here's my question: You can get liquid nitrogen. Mm -hmm. 
Yes. Could you could you just put liquid nitrogen in like a container in like a in a no um, no no. It doesn't it, work like liquid that. nitrogen is at like minus bajillion degrees. It's minus three hundred and twenty degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> Something like just that. Just bring yeah. a cooler with you. Yeah, just bring your beer right. cooler. <laughs> no, 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 no. You, you, you. So you couldn't put it in a paintball. You couldn't get liquid nitrogen in like a paintball container. It would, it would overpressure. It would try to boil itself until it just blew up. What? Well, yeah. Is that what I'm reading? Is that what I'm saying? Is that I mean, I guess, on? I guess if you had like crazy thick wall container, you could so you have to have a specialized enough to like thousands proof. of psi that it would liquefy. But yeah, yeah, I don't think you could at the pressures that Ian needs to run. Yeah, that's too um, bad. We did do some cool fucking shit. We rebuilt a couple of ORIs there in a trailer and just talking <clears throat> with a couple. And these are one of the guys that's actually, well, a couple of the owners, but um, one of the guys was one of their like head techs at ORI did like a one-on-one training session with us in the trailer on how to rebuild these and what works and that's cool oil flow and all that that shit was mind-boggling um so that was pretty fucking cool that was almost one of the higher lights of the trip is just learning about that from somebody that literally does that every day of the week you know like that was that was fucking neat but so you think you would run, you would keep running ORIs, just add bump stops I think and be it, done? I think it needs a limit strap and a bump stop to be raced on consistently. But as far as on. performance, they're okay. Yeah. I mean, you can put your hand on a strut after running 85 miles in the desert and not have it. You touch it. Wow. Cool touch. Yeah. Wow, that's impressive. Ignorant. I feel or like that's actually that's would cooler be very than hot. like an oil shock would be. Yeah. They're going to build so much huh. heat. You want to like my razor after running that shit at 30 mile an hour, you couldn't touch the fucking shocks. Well, they're wow. also way mm. smaller on your razor, yeah. I assume. And, but uh, still, I mean, I get what he's yeah, saying. Yeah. The concept of just the stupidly cold. That's neat. Um, and they work. I mean, quite honestly, our limiting factor is a 43 inch SX tire. I mean, when you get it up on the whoops, we'd play with upper and lower prep. We're we're to the point now we're putting um we're putting extra oil in the struts to do to almost act like compression and dampening inside the strut. So you can adjust how many cc's of oil you put in there. So we're draining them and putting specific amounts of oil in the front and the rears to help with dampening and compression because the tires are so heavy just to change the rate of compression yeah yeah you, yeah, you don't yeah, want that tire to shut down so it yep. as it compresses you increase yep. your oh this is just like mountain bike so, shocks this is cool oh, it's, yeah it's great so this is that's the level we're working with it at right now and i i, I don't want to be cocky in the fact that like it's tuned pretty fucking well for what it is Sure. That's awesome. It's just uh, you get that tire. That's a lot of tire up on the whoop and 50, 60 miles an hour. And I did get to pre-run in the race car in the whoops when we were doing some strut testing and stuff with pressures. Fucking wild. Like literally the first time I thought I went through the whoops in the car at like 50 to 60 miles an hour. I'm like, well, it wasn't at all what I expected, like in a good way. But it was just different. I didn't even know how to explain it other than you expect to just sit there like we're sitting here and be like, Da, 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 while the tires just going up and down really fast. No, you were picturing a trophy truck driving yeah. through the desert. Yeah, and not sipping your like cocktail while you're <laughs> just floating across the woods. Yes. Nope, not that. Nope, it's no. wild. I mean, it's fun, but it's different. But I, I think the limiting factor is the tire right now. Um, I don't really. I, I'm not ready to give up on the struts, and I think that's where we're at. I do think they need a bump stop in the rear because we had one strut we were rebuilding it, and there's a tube inside the the tube that the oil goes or the piston goes through right mm-hmm. 
When your strut compresses, that piston comes through, pushes the oil, it moves the oil down, it moves all the gas, all this bullshit happens. It's fucking magic. We <laughs> we had at some point, we don't know when, and I think personally, and it's kind of the loosely agreed upon consensus because you don't really know. At some point, that shock had been compressed so fast that it took that tube, and when you took the little tube, it's about a foot long, and you would spin it in your hand, it, you could tell it was egg-shaped. And then they finally put a micrometer on it and all that and found it, it was wow. egg-shaped. That strut compressed so fast, that piston came up, that oil couldn't displace fast enough, that it bottomed and deadheaded the oil, didn't blow the seal on that one, but it actually egg-shaped that machined tube that wow. that piston Well, you can't compress liquid, so yeah. that actually and, kind of makes and sense. And that's it compressed so fast. But see, you would do that when you hit this, like, G out of the this suspension drops out and then compresses so fast that I think the problem is it compresses so fast it, it physically cannot push that much oil that fast, and it balloons it out. That's why I think we're blowing the top cap O-ring seal because that suspension compresses so fast yep. in certain spots, it blows the weakest link, which is that seal. All right, so see the triple O-ring seals, and that's the they're looking into some couple of things they wouldn't even tell us about to like prevent that. But again, how many Probably people like are out racing deserts on they're working on ORIs? Yeah, no one's yeah. desert racing ORIs except for um, you weirdos. So we're, so we're looking into some bump stops. I mean, that's the... It's... You're comfortable with what you know, and that's where we've is, is, put all is our knockout time. Is sponsored by ORI, or are you just running them? Uh, we're running them, and uh, we've got a working relationship. I was going to say, because I wonder will. if ORI would Partner. help you by adding another ORI as a bump stop, like they are on their own rig. I don't know how, and the thing is, I don't know how you tune that, because you're almost going to have two things have opposing ORI forces of working. <laughs> well, and then that's the, <laughs> it's just, I don't know, it's cool. Pro- we're running probably some, with like spacers or something, just like you're doing with the oil to where like, mm-hmm. when it's really extended, it's doing <coughs> jack shit, but like as yeah. it gets closer, it, it's a progressive all, all of a sudden stage. the pressure starts to yeah. really ramp up, right? The other thing we're looking at that is interesting to play with is there's three springs in the top compression disc that essentially that is the rate of progressional bump stop is that spring, how fast that hmm. spring compresses in mm-hmm. the length. They're actually looking into um, adding a longer spring to that so you can have a progression bump stop throughout nice. a, longer, a longer portion of your stroke, if that makes sense. So instead of like on... A 16-inch shock, you have, like, two inches of bump. You're going to have, have a longer like four inches bump. of bump instead. Yep. And then it's going to be progressive because that tighter that spring mm-hmm. compresses, the tighter it goes. Oh, yeah. The problem, and so I'm like, fuck yeah, let's make that happen. So then they're standing there from, like, an engineering point and saying, well, the problem is what happens when that spring folds over where it doesn't compress completely flat because oh. it's three or four inches long. So, like, so we have to machine a, a almost like a, a dongus that the spring will ride on over that yeah. goes into whatever the fuck it goes into Wild. to make that spring compress the same way every time when that shock compresses. What about a, what about a beehive spring, like a valve spring? Over my head. And this, all this but shit is inside. literally inside this fucking spring. It's to be tiny. Oh, it's I, fucking wild. The valve it's, springs aren't big yeah, either. It's so it's, cool. Yeah, I don't know. It's just... The valve springs land, have to withstand to land tons this of force. Yeah. 
Well, that's uh, that's our race. We got on a fucking <laughs> ORI tangent there, which is far from yeah. the horse. But. Uh, I did look up on uh, liquid nitrogen under pressure uh, at room temperature uh, is a thing, but it's about it's under quote unquote tremendous pressure <laughs> of about twenty five thousand kPa. I don't know what that which means. is about that sounds like a which lot. is about thirty six hundred psi. Oh, yeah. that's a okay, lot of psi. I mean, it's a lot. But strap you could, that you under your get, seat and send it. You could get a thick walled, you know, a thirty. 30 ounce thick walled tank. Corona. What, why are you Mike, showing off this Corona? Mike, <laughs> no, Mike just showed no, this Corona a, in my face. Don't, no, I don't need a refill. Yeah. <laughs> this is an ultra light, ultra low carb beard. It's basically a water for <laughs> why me. Why did you show yeah, it to me though? You're like, I went to prove to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> just showing you. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to do stuff. Yeah. So. Who, what was your favorite? Like, was there anybody you met at KOH that you were just like, oh my God. Oh, the biggest think, celebrity. Yeah. Then it says, I didn't really spend a whole lot of time in Hammertown. I mean, we spent a little bit of time in there. We'd go in there, get some drive shaft work mm-hmm. done. Um, whole, whole machine shop. Are you in saying, are you saying uh, that you did not see there. the other Ian? Oh, he was like Ooh. this far, you know, this yeah, far yeah. away. He was standing there. He was hanging this far out. This far three feet. Yeah. And I was like, hey, guys. did you guys like, See who had the better mohawk or no? Did you guys? <laughs> did you guys Ian it up? I didn't. I didn't, chest we didn't I mean, chest they named the valley sure. after the other Ian, so yeah. it's hard to compete, um, right? What else? Wait, I mean, what? they named what did, the valley what? Johnson Valley. Ian uh, Johnson. Copy. Yeah. I got it, Derek. There was some uh, some people like that out there. I mean, there was. Uh, it was everybody and anybody in the industry mm-hmm. just walking around out there. I mean, you yeah. could have you could have walked up to anybody. Um, there was a couple guys I can't even remember the name of his fab shop. I've I followed his one of his he did a a manchy like crawler build um, back in the pirate days, and then now has built his goat built chassis buggy. Just every weld on the whole thing is hand tigged. Um, I mean, like looking at just touching it, looking at it, the the craftsmanship is just incredible, and that kills me because I can't think of what his fucking name is. Shit like that. I mean, any yeah, any off road company is set up in Hammertown. It's literally a little fucking trade show desert where you can <laughs> anybody out there can pay to get into Hammertown. It's like fifty bucks to get into Hammertown. You drive in there, you drive right into the rugged fucking huge tent, and they'll put shit in your car. Neat. I mean, trail rig, race car, whatever. Here's your shit. I mean, anything out there is wild. It's cool. It's awesome. The overall biggest takeaway for me was just the overall size of it all. How big just oh, the, the actual was, like desert. Everything. Yeah. I mean, it was absolutely ignorant. You think of Hammertown, and I don't know what everybody else pictures, but I pictured it's big. Like you roll up to an off-road park and there's some campers over here. <laughs> and then there's a little like a vendor alley. And then there's some trails. It's ignorant. He yeah. pictures Absolute, a wild west town. Yeah, it's like absolutely ignorant how many people are out there. How much things change because there's people coming in and going throughout the week. Fuck, we never took the same way to get back to camp twice because every time you'd come back, there'd be 20 more fucking campers sitting there. Jeez. I mean, it was ignorant how many people. And I, I've heard that there was around 100,000 people is one of the biggest turnouts they've ever had. Wow. Absolutely ignorant. The dust, pff, dude, you couldn't see the, the damn 
other side of that wall. 15 feet. Yeah. Like we were, we had our little camp area. You couldn't, and then there was a little road, makeshift bullshit road mm-hmm. between camps. You couldn't see your neighbor's camper that bad. at times. Yeah. So what do you How do? do you re- did you wear a respirator or a bandana but around see, your face? The or wild like- thing is like when we're standing around where you're at, it doesn't seem that bad. So you just. Just breathe it. Hammer Ultra. lung. Hammer lung is a thing. Like hammer you get lung. That. I, really, it doesn't bother me a whole lot. But it's I mean, normal for everybody Ian. else. You're just hacking and coughing yeah. shit up because it's just. Everything it's is ultra dust. It's ultra fine, so you don't notice oh, yeah. it when you're, when you're on top of it. Yep. Wow. I have to put a straw through my respirator so I get to my beer. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, anytime you were riding, you had to have something. I don't know how anybody could. Of course, you had to wear a helmet anytime in a side-by-side. Unless you were in a full-body rig, you had to legally wear a helmet. Oh, really? And, uh, boy, I tell you what, I heard the ticket was about two to $300 for not wearing a helmet, but there were fucking a lot of cops out wow. on the lake bed because it's all BLM land. Yeah. So anybody out there, they pull you over. They're making a fortune. Are you drinking? Yep. Here's your DUI. Oh, really? you're not wearing a helmet. Here's your oh, ticket. So, so any there was, if you're wow. on Bureau of Land Management, you cannot be drinking and driving. Nope. Like open, no open containers. Nope. Wow. Yep. Interesting, because it's pri- it's public land, yeah, so you're basically yeah, on yep. the road, I guess, yep. or something like that. It's wild. I yeah, mean, you can definitely get a DUI over. even on private land. Actually, yep. they just can't oh, control no shit. there. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. So if you, no, if you I mean, mess up on private land and you hurt somebody, yeah, yep. Dewey. Um, Dewey. Dewey. I'm learning so, so much. They're sitting all over like fucking just regular cops patrolling city. They're driving up and down. You don't know they're in pickup trucks or in cars, SUVs. They're all over the fucking place. Toyota There's no speed limit. That's Hassle, the thing. Hassle Hassle There's no like just, just, nah, doing not just doing their shit. I mean, so they don't care that you're speeding as long as you're not drinking and driving. No, and that's the thing. I'd catch myself like going through through like camp and shit. There's no fucking speed limit. There's no like right. 10 miles an hour in so the camp. So you see a no, cop and you slow down. You it's can, like, I don't actually need to do this. You can haul the fucking mail <laughs> through the fucking desert. But like traffic's going to get you before the speed. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you'll get right. stuck in traffic before you outrun the cop. But, like, it's just wild. I mean, there's, a, oh, there's no fucking speed limit. But, like, you wearing your helmet? Yep. Okay, you're fine. Yeah. You can do 60 fucking, 100 fucking miles an hour through the desert. You're wearing a bicycle helmet? Doesn't have to be a DOT <laughs> helmet. We're just, just wearing bicycle helmet. helmets and goggles. Like, as long as you're wearing a helmet, you can do as fast as you want. We don't give a shit. funny. Right through camp. If you can balls your way through traffic, there's no fucking speed. There's no turn signals. It's kind of hilarious. I think you got to have like a headlight and a tail light at night kind of a thing. Yeah. There's no flag or any of that shit. No, nothing. You got to have it's the flat. OHV sticker. Um, but I mean, it's just wild. It's just shit awesome. like that that it's so... It's so organized town wise, but then there's there's no fucking speed limit. You know, like mm-hmm. you can do whatever the fuck you want. So... It is a trip that you need to make. Definitely needs to happen. I see it, Derek. I know. He's like, I it's sleep. 10 o'clock. Yeah, yeah, it's late. I told you guys, I told you to land this yeah. ship 30, we, 30 minutes sure. ago. <laughs> you had some things to say. It's been a while yeah. since he said some yeah. things. Oh, yeah. Is there any, that was, that's what, that was the last question I was going to ask you. Is there anything that you would like to say to listeners? Yeah. Um. So I've, I mean, I've watched, I think we all have watched Hammers for, since you could really ever knew it was a thing, you know, it's easy to turn the TV on. Mm-hmm. I, I think I, we could talk about it in the Patreon just because yeah, it's yeah. cool. Um, there were so many. I didn't really mean about hammers. I just meant like you oh. talking to the listeners. Oh, hello. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's so we many. talked about hammers for an hour and 40 yeah, minutes. There's so many ways <laughs> that people went out there and experienced it. Yeah. I mean, everything, everything. from their dudes sleeping in fucking U-Haul trailers. U-Haul trucks, the back of their Bronco. 
I mean, there's fucking twenty dollars will get you a fifteen minute shower of hot water in Hammertown. That's would you say good. that there's there were people shitters. overlanding in their stock rigs and oh, full on Ellis powered two buggies on there he were, did, uh, he did say everything yeah. from, and I was waiting for it. Yep. There, there was a guy slipped by us one night in his Bronco, his new Bronco, just fucking yep. pulls up, and we're like, hey, how's it going? He's like, you guys mind if I sleep here? And we're like, no, nah, I don't give a fuck. Literally just parks, gets in the back of his Bronco, has all his Take shit that. there, yeah. fucking takes a nap, drives out and sees all this bullshit, and, and what well, goes against a $20 shower once or twice a week. There's porter shitters in Hammertown. It's like 50 bucks to get into Hammertown. Mm -hmm. You watch it on the live stream on the Jumbotron around a big ass campfire. I mean, like, there's awesome. there's dudes in tents. I fuck that. That's a terrible <laughs> fucking <laughs> idea. Yeah. But I mean, there's guy, there was a guy camped across the road in the fucking one of those little U-Haul trailers. He had a pimp little bed built out in there, little fucking Shit. little setup that That's he had a good probably idea. had it ahead of him. It was badass. He had a little Tacoma pickup uh -huh. and he tows it out there and parks next to all his buddies. And it has literally this like two by four framed out bed built in with all his shit up underneath of it. Probably a little heater set up, mm -hmm. a little fucking U-Haul trailer. Done. Dude. And then after, after Dude, seeing it right. myself, there's too many ways like that that you do, I, I never thought of. Yeah. You have to go. I mean, you literally just have to, find you just have to fucking figure it out. I promise you. Sleeping in the back of your rig at KOH is to be there, 110% worth it. And I am a hotel or a camper kind of a guy. I slept on a cot in the back of a race trailer for over a week. I would do it again. Yeah. Still better don't do it in a tent. Yeah, fuck yeah, a tent. Maybe, That's a just, fucking terrible Just maybe idea. not a tent, especially if there's a chance they're going to have 75 mile an hour yeah. winds. Yeah, I would. Because you, know, you will be freezing tent. temperatures and yeah, dust. We'll be on a rock somewhere. But like your Love setup terrible. specifically in the back of your truck with your rig, 200% you'd be fine as fuck take you a shower once or twice it's 20 bucks I mean 20 bucks for a 15 minute shower is a little spending until you're in the middle of the desert and they got to haul water and a shower <laughs> yeah. pretty good worth fucking it, dude. deal but, yeah definitely right. worth it I, I, can't, I can't even explain to you you can go fucking anywhere on that whole place 60 bucks I think because it's 5 bucks for the OHV sticker and 55 bucks to get into Hammertown yeah. you can and that gets you a wristband to literally be in the pits at the race, any of the fucking races, anywhere you want is 60 bucks. It's awesome. It's not you terrible. Just got, you just got to get there is the real bitch of it. But I get mean, man, I, it is, it is an M fucking impressive trip for somebody who's anywhere remotely into off-road stuff. And I don't doubt that if you just showed up out there, you could end up inside of somebody's razor, riding around with somebody, riding in, some rigs. There was a couple guys we were with that hopped in. Uh, was, was one of his old buddies, a buggies that he had sold. Just went and wheeled with people. I mean, it was badass. I'm not a social butterfly like that, but you could make friends and go wheel wherever the fuck you want and almost mm -hmm. whatever rig you want, really. Because guys are like, oh yeah, fuck, hop in here. Sounds right. incredible. It was. We're great. shutting this shit shit down. Turn it off. Thanks for joining us for episode 113, the KOH recap with Ian. Hi. You know, who we missed dearly. You know, who we definitely <laughs> did. Yeah, I did a lot. When he walked in here, I was like, oh, Hi, man, it's good to know. see you. Uh, check out our partner companies, www.totaloffroadpodcast.com. I think it's under partners. And any last words, Michael? Hell no, man. Let's get out of here. Fuck yeah. Shut All right. Man. Thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you on the trail.
Oh, and uh, go join us on the Patreon. This is where we're going to talk some more. Later. Yeah, that. Yeah. Do it.